are y'all doing? Happy Friday. It is a casual Friday. The Batman Beyond crew is back. Thank you so much for being here on the John Campia Show. John is away. He is seeing the Jonas Brothers entirely of his own accord because he loves them so dang much. So while the cat's away, the children are going to play. I'm going to be your host, Chris Carr, and we're going to still do the same thing. Talk about all kinds of good stuff. Movies, movie news, all sorts of things that are streaming. And I am not alone. I am with the Viceroy of Verisimilitude, the dude himself. Rob. How you doing? You know, I'm I'm feeling a little sad about us being the Batman Beyond crew today. I know. I'm trying to bring a lot of energy up before I start probably crying on air today. I mean, because we've literally lost <sighs> our Batman. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm deeply sad by this mm-hmm. because I had the opportunity to meet Mr. Conroy on a number of oh. occasions. Uh I was always taken by how good he was with the fans, Mm -hmm. whether it was at Comic-Con or other conventions. The man was a bench. I mean, I didn't know him Mm -hmm. beyond that, but he always had a smile. He was always patient. Um, We've lost a good one. We're going to talk a little bit more about Kevin in just a moment. We're going to just introduce the rest of the crew for today. (laughs) Sorry. Um, No, it's okay. Didn't mean to bogart the emotions. No worries, no worries. Uh, Joining you in the chat and making all of us happy, Chef Pleasures. How you doing, Ray? Hey, hey, hey. I've got my Batman Beyond shirt on today. Coming off his triumphant. 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 First and last. Open mic. Open mic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be the last, right? No, your I exit walked off was... like it was my last. <laughs> you, you did. You, you kept right talking like it was not going to end. That, that's his whole shtick. He's Return of the King. We have 17 endings each time we I do a show. I got Rob so worked up that he didn't want to end the show, and I already went home, and well, he was still here. Taylor left the video running. <laughs> There's <laughs> definitely been times where I'm like, I go to the thumb because I think he's done, and he's like, and also, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Hey, man, you're talking to the man that slept on the internet for eight hours. Hey, man. That's very true. <laughs> Didn't realize my camera was Everything awesome. you say is gold, bro. So. Yeah, fried gold. Yeah. Making sure everything runs smoothly, even with me in the helm, so as smoothly as it can. Jonathan, producer Jonathan, how are you? Smooth it. Oh, Wrong one. Oh, oh dang. Super smooth. <laughs> and look at this. Thanks, Taylor. Gee, who was over here before? Who left that lower third No, on. no, no. That's well, the name. In the back there, you see Taylor Gonzalez. Hey, how you doing? Uh... <laughs> Oh my good! I'm just oh my god! He got, got camera side. Oh my goodness! Did he just get camera side? No, no, no! I'm deciding if I want to talk about what my computer is missing. <clears throat> no, no, no! Don't. Okay, we're no. good. Moving along. Also later on. And of course, reading everything for us, making sure everything runs smoothly as well. We've got Kaylee here. Kaylee, how are you? Doing well. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you. Are you Woo-hoo. enjoying this chaotic day so far? I love it. Sweet. Love the energy. The vibe is just, you know, a fun time. I'm excited. Well, we'll hopefully keep that rolling after this first story. Um, you know, guys, we we did have a major, major loss today. The great Kevin Conroy did pass away at the age of 66. Um, he was, oof, oof. He was my Batman. He was absolutely my Batman. And if you had the opportunity to read uh, DC's 2020 Pride uh, Finding Batman, oh my goodness, what a wonderful, heartbreaking story. Um, It's all about him finding the voice of Batman, becoming him. He talks about... um, his own tragic past, you know, he had a father who really suffered from alcoholism and tried to commit suicide. He had a really hard time in Hollywood because he was working at a time where it was not all right, really, to be a gay actor. And he faced backlash and he was often overlooked for roles. And when he had his meeting about reading for Batman, they had this really great, deep conversation about, you know, how Bruce saw his parents 
gunned down when he was a child and he had to come up with these dual personalities to save himself and avenge them. And it really resonated with Kevin Conroy so that he could really connect with this role of, I know about having this dual personality. I know about having this mask. And oh, he, he was such a tremendous actor. He's one of the first two who gave us the different Batman voice, the different voice from Bruce. And of course has that iconic line of, I don't refer to myself as Bruce. I never call myself Bruce because Batman was the real guy and Bruce was the mask. Um, if you can read that today, please, please do. Oh, it affects me very, very deeply because I just relate to a lot of the issues in there. But he was an iconic actor, a great person like you were talking about, Rob. Um, is there a Batman moment or a Kevin Conroy moment that stands out for you? You know what? I just, I liked seeing him in live action when he was in the crossover. I mean, it wasn't a big role. But it was worth it. But it really was worth it. And I, I it was it was such a triumphant moment to see. I mean, for fans, we're always talking about what's canonical, what's not canonical, which universe does this belong in? Mm -hmm. And to see Kevin Conroy actually become live action Bruce, and yet he's animated. It was just, I just really liked it. And I love the it's fact that moment. they went there. Mm -hmm. With him, kudos to Berlanti and all the all the producers at the CW for allowing and the writers yeah. for making that happen. And you know, say what you will too about the Arrowverse and everything, but what I always will give Berlanti credit for and kudos for is giving us those beautiful fan moments, right? Yeah, yeah. Having Ralph come back as Kingdom Come Superman, having Kevin get to have his moment yep. as Batman. I mean, all of those things you could tell there was a lot of passion and love for the source material that for us fans was always just so beautiful to see come into fruition. Absolutely. You know, you many many of us have lived with his voice for since we were started watching the DC yeah. stuff. I'm a big DC and I, I keep up with all the DC animated movies. I think the last one he did was uh what, uh Justice League versus the Fatal Five. I watched that one um as Batman. Um he was even in Masters of the Universe Revelation as Merman. Mm -hmm. So it, it, like if you hear his voice in anything, you know it's him, right? So like when he showed up in that live action, it was kind of like, you know, they, he finally got his roses, right? Like yeah. so a lot of us don't even know what he looks like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And so to finally put a face on that voice was very special. You know, I, I read something this morning where he talks about the first time that he saw the opening credit sequence for Batman the Animated Series and he and Mark Hamill were watching it together and with the music, the animation, I guess Kevin turns to Mark Hamill and goes, did you have any idea that this was going to look like this? Because mm -hmm. they were so impressed with how it turned out. And Mark Hamill's like, I had no idea. And which was, I can't imagine, you know, you know, an actor always wants, they have no control over whether something's going to yeah. come out great or not. And I love it when actors are, blown away by something they've done not realizing because they don't know especially when you're a as you know yep. you're a voiceover artist you're in a booth yep. you're, you're by you're, yourself usually you're I getting mean, some direction you're not acting with another person sometimes you've never even seen any kind of finished animation yeah. of what the character is going to look like you just okay hope it's good mm -hmm. but i can't imagine what it was like to watch that opening sequence for the first time and go oh my god I'm Batman in this. In this one, because it's so iconic. I mean, from the animation style of starting on a black canvas and then coloring on top of it, so it had that darker noir feel. And it's it's a show that, like, I, I understand when I am tinged by nostalgia, right? There are times where, like, I watch the OG Pokemon. I'm like, I know this isn't great, but I love it. Or I'll watch some other things like the 10th Kingdom and go, ooh, I don't know if this aged well. <laughs> but, man, 
the Batman the yeah. animated series, yep. Batman Beyond. I don't care what you say, Campia. It, those it things connected aged beautifully. Yeah, it did it connect. Still hits. I yeah. know, I know. That's I what mean, I'm saying. I yeah. include all those because they were all great. Batman all Beyond is a great show. Yeah, it's I, so good. And also today, I think I'm going to re-download the Multiverses game because <gasps> he did the voice of Batman in that. Yeah, game. Yeah, and it's so fun. And then you go play Arkham Knight again or Injustice Two. He was uh, doing the voice for Batman there, too. So yeah. there's a lot of things that we could do to actually, you know, uh, celebrate his life. Absolutely. And I think that's a great way to put it, Ray, is that we want to celebrate him. That's why I'm going to try not to cry about it today. We're going to think about all the awesome things Kevin did for us, for his community, for fandom. So let us know in the comments what you th thought of Kevin Conroy's very long career as Batman. Give us your thoughts. Uh, let us know how you feel. And we hope that you're having an okay day with this news. All right, something a little lighter, though. We've got some fun Star Wars crossover news. Wow. Oh, wait, we're going to get to no, that no, in a no, moment. No, no, no. I'm jumping the gun. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Spoiler I got too excited. Um, this one isn't as, as joyful for us, but it's joyful for somebody. All right, the Top Gun uh, copyright <laughs> lawsuit isn't getting dismissed. Paramount's no. been fighting to get rid of this, and... It looks like this is moving for, uh, forward. According to Variety, a copyright lawsuit over Top Gun Maverick will continue after a judge on Thursday denied Paramount's motion to throw out the case. Now, for those of you who might not remember this because we talked about it a while mm -hmm. ago, um, essentially the original author of the story that inspired Top Gun. In it was mag a magazine story. Yes, yes. That was published in um, 1983. He had yawned, I believe is how you say yeah. it. Yone, Yone. Um, uh, he's passed, and his widow and son have filed the suit against Paramount because they were not getting any residuals or rights or anything regarding Top Gun Maverick, whereas they obviously were given a payment for the original Top Gun. Yes. Now, initially, Paramount was just dismissing this, trying to sweep this under the rug and everything because this was a new story with some existing IP, and they didn't feel like they needed to give them their roses. But it looks like the court's do not agree at this point in time. At least they're giving them a fair shake there and having merit. their day. Yeah. They're going to have their day in court about it. So when you hear about all of this, Rob, what do you think? Well, I mean, okay. So what happened, what happens is for people that don't know, if you want to adapt a, an article or something, you have to option it and then buy the rights for that article. <laughs> and whatever your terms are, this is why you don't get what you deserve in Hollywood. You get what you negotiate. <laughs> um, there is a statute of limitations about if you're going to want to do a sequel, derivative works, whatever was contained in that. And that is a finite amount of time. And so the what happened was, what's really interesting about this is Top Gun Maverick was made, the lawyers, because the lawyers go over all this stuff with a fine-tooth comb, felt that, I'm sure, that it was still covered when the movie went into production. Mm -hmm. However, with the pandemic and the delays, the movie was, I think, delayed two years, that delay from the time the movie came out was after the release of Top Gun Maverick was now after this deal had run out. <laughs> so there's now a claim. You owe us more money. You need to pay more money. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're in a great they're in a great bargaining position because the movie came out and made almost one point five billion dollars. This is yeah. bad. This is no you don't have a negotiating position. So now they're the reason they're going to court is because no one wants to give up money. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I see where they're coming from, but here's what I don't understand. Mm -hmm. The lawyers should have seen this. It yes. doesn't matter. It was too on the cusp of it had been 36 years or whatever. 35. 35 years. Mm -hmm. And they they should have headed this off the pass. They should have made a rights payment. If if I was the producer of this movie, and I'm not saying I know better than Jerry Bruckheimer or, or Chris McQuarrie, 
because nobody probably there's a lot of people that don't think about these things that's why you have all the best lawyers the studios they're supposed to yeah. think about it mm -hmm. they should have if they had made a phone call to these people and said listen we're making another film we are going to send you a payment and make it a good payment yep like a hundred grand <laughs> well, and if they did it the past this wouldn't be an issue that's right? it if they sent them a hundred grand great okay, they would have been happy to get that money it's money falling from the sky that's terrific thank you for your consideration good night irene bob's your uncle and then uh, uh but no now the movie makes 1.5 billion dollars and someone's gonna get pissed because the statute of limitations ran out yeah because obviously it, you know there is something there if the charges weren't dropped and they're proceeding that's mm -hmm. not a good sign well because exactly. it's kind of cut and dry yeah it's just a question of paramount's gonna argue that well we put this movie in production beforehand Okay. Yeah, it's going to come down to technicalities. Yeah. You plan for these contingencies. They should have paid them anyway. They're exactly. making a second film. They knew it was going to be a big hit. Yeah. They're trying to skate on not paying for the underlying rights. I've seen this happen. I heard once at Warner Brothers, and I don't know if this is true, that the Dukes of Hazard movie that was made, somehow they hadn't secured the rights to the TV show properly. <laughs> And they had to pay a lot of money. Now, more tell me down made. below if it's investment. true or not. But I, I mean, money, you, money well spent. You got to be careful in, with, with these kinds of things, especially if the underlying IP, even though it's a magazine article. Mm -hmm. I mean, if somebody wanted to do a sequel to the Jamie Lee Curtis, John Travolta, just smash hit perfect. <laughs> that was based on an article, too. I love the credits of that movie so much. Is that Perfect the movie two. that's always on Instagram with them like yes, dancing? Yes, with everyone dancing. What is that? I've oh, never seen that movie. It's not good. That's uh, what it is. You gotta see it though, oh, because it's you know it, it was a movie that set the height of the aerobics craze yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, the the sticky wicket and all this though is they did terminate the rights to having um, that copyright assignment in twenty eighteen, and you know in. In life, sometimes, right, we've heard that phrase, ask for forgiveness, not permission. When it comes to finances, no, 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 Batman. No. You got to give people their money. Otherwise, you are going to get so screwed over later on. It's better to just do your due diligence and overextend, in my personal yeah. opinion. Yeah, when finances are involved. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. You know, when it comes to Hollywood, if you're a film student trying to steal a shot on a street corner in L.A., <laughs> and somebody, if a cop comes up, do you have a permit for this? Oh, officer, do I need a permit? Also, that's usually when you're a student, you're like, I'm a student filmmaker. Yeah, so that's, when you're, and that's when you beg yeah. for forgiveness. You don't just run yeah. away. <laughs> well, you can do that too. You can, you, can, uh, you can do Edward style. You can go Edward style, run down the street with your no, equipment. Okay, go ahead. The go beg ahead. for forgiveness in this equation is, okay, you, we forgive you. Give us millions of dollars. Exactly. Yeah. So the outcome of this case is just going to be whether Paramount's going to lose a bunch of money to them or not, right? Yeah. Yep. That, nothing with the copyright changes or whatever. No, because the copyright ran out. Okay. I mean, there, in my mind, there's a legitimate case here that Paramount should have alleviated. They should have nipped this in the bud, but you know, they didn't. My only point on the devil's advocate side of this is once the movie made those groundbreaking numbers mm -hmm. is when we had the lawsuit. Now, yep. uh, there's an obvious reason for that and it's money, right? But there is a moment of, so the entire time this movie was being put off and put off and put off, you did not make a claim uh -huh. then. It's like the same thing when somebody wins the lottery, all these family members, you know, come out of the woodworks. It's the same yeah. concept. That's why Ray's been trying to avoid all of us. Oh, yeah. He won Powerball. That's why we'll never yeah, he hear won from that, that guy that won the ticket, two billion. You? Yeah. Yeah. you were at that gas that, station. That foot lawsuit I had. <laughs> oh, that one. Against myself. <laughs> <laughs> which I lost win? and won, oh. but really just lost. <laughs> well, guys, the question is for you. What do you think about this latest news in Paramount's lawsuit for the Top Gun rights? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below.
All right, guys, before we move on to our Mint Mobile question of the day, we are going to take a quick word from our sponsor, the people who are making sure that John keeps his feet, the good people over at the Athletic, athletic Greens. <laughs> hey, guys, we want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this video, Athletic Greens. Now, I started taking Athletic Greens because I don't eat enough vegetables, and I was looking for a way to make up for that deficit in my diet of those vitamins and minerals that I really need in my system, and thank goodness I found Athletic Greens, and I literally take it every morning. You see, with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, all the things. And my wife got onto it, and now she absolutely loves it. You know, tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will absolutely actually absorb like athletic greens so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition especially heading into the flu and cold season it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash campia. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash campia to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And thank you once again to the good folks over at Athletic Greens. Remember, guys, when you use those Campia codes, you're not only getting yourself a tasty deal, you're helping us keep the lights on. So we really do appreciate it. Now, Kaylee, we are going to go to you for our Mint Mobile question of the day. What do we got? Okay, Mint Mobile question of the day. If you have a question and want to let your voice be heard on the show, go ahead and call the number 951-268-4259. And today's Mint Mobile question comes to us from Jared. He's asking about Studio Ghibli and Lucasfilm. Hey, John. Jared Oberfeld calling from right outside Atlanta, Georgia. Love your show. I was on my way to work earlier today when I uh, heard that uh, Studio Ghibli and Lucasfilm are collaborating for uh, a film. This is something that it actually excites me because I love Studio Ghibli. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Anyway, what are your thoughts? And uh, have a great weekend. Oh, thank you so much for uh, calling in about that, Jared. Oh my gosh, this this honestly was something that kind of helped turn my morning around a little bit. We were we had some darkness, and there's a little bit of light here. I love all things Star Wars, but I really love Studio Ghibli, and I'm really excited about this mashup of things. This is going to be a really cute collaboration. Um, we know that both companies are coming in, and they haven't really given us too many details. All we've seen are the two logos merging together. That's all. Yeah, given and, a, us. and a picture with what Miyazaki in the background out yeah. of focus and. Grogu up front. Mm-hmm. So we'll get a little baby Yoda commemorative because he's three. Our baby is three or 300 or however old that is. Oh, there we go. Right? I was going to say, I don't remember how the, the baby's age works. I think he's 50, but since he's, we learned him, we met him three, we learned him yeah. three years we ago. Learned him, we learned baby <laughs> Yoda three, three years ago. ago. I've loved him ever yeah, since. There, yeah, there's the picture. Uh, by the way, that's a dope, <laughs> that is a dope picture. It's yeah. so cute. Now, I, I couldn't tell before. There was another thing, too, that was, I, I think, maybe just fan art of these tiny little, like, chibi stormtroopers. So it was, like, these <laughs> tiny little bodies and then the stormtrooper heads. And it was just adorable. There's Vader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dad. Aww. That's your dad? Your dad's no face? I love it. Well, 
when you hear about this collaboration, what do you think, Rob? Because I know you're a fan of both studios here. So what are you hoping for? And uh, what do you think we have to chill? Well, I mean, to? I'm a huge Miyazaki fan. I, I, I just, if they're going to collaborate, I'm like, okay, did, did Miyazaki actually do a Star Wars animated film? Whether it's a short like Visions. Mm-hmm. I don't care what it is. Uh, that's exciting. You know, or is it a crossover? <gasps> you know, my neighbor Totoro, Nausicaa, in the Valley of the Wind. I mean, I would love to see that. House Moving Castle. Just how, somehow how, ends up in I space. mean, how, what, uh, Princess Mononoke actually was <gasps> had Grogu before Jin Darn, Jin, Jin Darn did. I mean, what about that? Who knows? Yeah. That would you know, explain baby Grogu's bloodlust. <laughs> I mean, yes. And I, I, I it, it excites me. I would love to see, or Pon, you're a big Ponyo fan. I love Ponyo. Ponyo, Ponyo, she's a little fish. Why don't they put the two of them together? I mean, the thing is, that's what... if Look, uh, a Star Wars movie in the style of anything Miyazaki does, Mm -hmm. I would want to see that. That's that's the first thing I'm like, is it a standalone Star Wars movie or is it a, like, you know, like a Kingdom Hearts kind of a collab? I don't know. But either way, it doesn't matter. I would imagine it's probably a standalone Star Wars movie. That's my thought, too. Um... Which would be, uh, I mean, how cool would that be? Exactly. I, I'm glad you brought up Visions, because I really do think that's some of the most exciting and overlooked Star Wars material we've gotten in recent years. Well, I would imagine they approached him for that, mm-hmm. and this is probably the result of that. It just took too long. Yeah. And they, they weren't able to make the deadline for whatever reason, and they wanted to work harder on it or mm-hmm. something, and, and, and now they can release it as its own thing. Because who pointed out, was it you pointed out? Was it that Grogu turns three tomorrow? No. Like, oh, it was Taylor. It was Taylor. Taylor. Is that... Yeah. You said yeah. uh, Grogu, tomorrow's we the... were introduced to Grogu three years ago tomorrow. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Crazy, huh? That's why. Has well, anyone could... in the room uh, been to the uh, Miyazaki exhibit at the Academy Museum? No. It is so cool. There's like all this concept art and all these like models and mm-hmm. it is such a cool exhibit to check out. So I would yeah. highly recommend it. Yeah. I, I mean, I know that at the very least we're in for a beautiful aesthetic and I'm really excited to see how Miyazaki plays in the I mean, sandbox. he does look like a Miyazaki character. He really does. Look at that sweet little baby who could just choke you yeah, and murder you. Yeah, he's choking ya. somebody out right there. <laughs> yeah. And kill you. And just, hey, give me a frog or I'll kill you. Oh, man. Well, I love it. Guys, we want to know, though, what do you think about this collaboration? Are you really hyped for Miyazaki to be playing in the Star Wars sandbox? Or would you like him to be doing more of his own kind of thing? You let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. All right, guys, with all that down and out of the way, we are going to get into our main topics. But first, how does that work? Well, you set the tone for this show, all right? You always send us in your topics, and you can do so by doing this. Head on over to our website here. Um, It is absolutely free to submit. Give us a question, and maybe, just Just maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe, (laughs) your topic will be what we talk about today if we deem it relevant and appropriate and awesome. <laughs> With all that said, Kaylee, what do we have? Next up, we have our first main topic from Christopher Martinez. Hey, John and crew, best show on YouTube. Aw. I don't know about you guys, but I overhyped this movie and had my expectations really high. With that being said, after watching Wakanda Forever, I thought it was a good movie, not great, and it could have been better. Is it just me, or do some of you guys feel the same way? Thanks. Well, thank you, first of all, for writing that in. We really appreciate it. And, you know, this is kind of some of the stuff I've been hearing, too, of. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Now, full disclosure, y'all, I did not get to see this yet. Um, My teaching schedule did not work for this. But we have had a lot of kind of mixed reviews, it sounds like, for this one. Um, Rob, I know you got to check everything out, though. So I do want to turn this over to you. Spoiler free. 
What were your thoughts? Spoiler. Hopefully. Well, I, I, I was very uh, excited for this movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a huge fan of, of Ryan Coogler all the way back to Fruitvale Station and his three movies I've quite enjoyed. I was expecting a lot. Now, now my expectations for this movie were extremely high. Yes, I think I was expecting are. a lot of, of world building. I wanted to see, like, like, you know what I wanted from this movie? I kind of was expecting a Tom Clancy thriller oh the way because I, I i i loved tom clancy and there's a book eventually the character of jack ryan that uh that many people have played now mm -hmm. chris pine have played has played him alec baldwin has played him harrison ford has played him now john krasinski is playing him ben ben affleck has played oh, jack wow. ryan and then eventually jack ryan becomes president of the united states in executive orders and in executive orders, when he becomes president of the United States, the United States is vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And many, many groups try and take advantage of that. And I was thinking to myself, okay, in the absence of power in Wakanda, the loss of, of Black Panther, of, of T'Challa, I was thinking that we are going to get more of a, I don't know, I don't, and I don't know why I thought this. This is me in my own head. Mm -hmm. But because we, we had Talakan and, and we know that we're meeting Namor, and I knew that Wakanda, people were trying to take advantage of Wakanda by stealing their vibranium and getting involved. The colonists were coming in to colonize Wakanda and take what they wanted. Okay. And there is elements of this in the movie that I really like, but I found the movie to be kind of a mixed bag. Okay. On one hand, uh, I really loved all the performances. I, I, and I, I liked the filmmaking on display. And I thought that this is a very ambitious movie. And I was, I was wildly entertained when I was watching this. And I have to say, uh, the, the, the people in this theater, you could tell, you could feel how much, like I would say my, my, I had a very diverse audience throughout my, it was a big theater people. Mm -hmm. But the reactions in this theater, people were gasping, people were crying. People were really, really affected. Like when, oh, oh, I won't say exactly. Oh, they changed Thank the you. opening Marvel. <laughs> they changed the Marvel logo a bit. And man, you could hear a pin drop. But as soon as it got to the end of that, the sniffles all over the place. And I was like, wow. And you could see how, how people were moved. And, and when, when the movie was over, most of the people stayed in the theater, even though I would imagine a lot of them knew that, and it wasn't, they didn't, they, they didn't just stay in the theater. They got up and started talking to each other. Like groups of people were, were talking about different things. And clearly, I mean, you, you saw that with Black Panther one, but there's a lot of people, this movie touches on a lot more things than even the first Black Panther did. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot going on in here. And I don't think a lot of it, I, I shouldn't say a lot of it. Some of it didn't work as well as I would have hoped. Okay. It's overstuffed, but, and it's, it's, I would much rather see a movie like this yeah. that has so many interesting ideas and so many interesting points of view coming from all over the place. Mm -hmm. And, and what it, I thought I would much rather watch a movie that has wild ambition and falls just a bit short than a movie that has no ambition at all. Much like an Oreo. I want a double double stuffed. I don't care for the regular. Give well, me more. I want I more is just, more. I, eh? Get I out of here, I think you're right. Jonathan. I mean, oh, I'm with you. Where it's at. Love the double However, stuff. you know, I, I, I was discussing before we started the show with uh, my esteemed colleague over there, Taylor, mm -hmm. and he had some more. He did not like the movie as much as I did. 
Really? And, Tay? and I think Taylor had some interesting, without spoiling Ooh. anything, uh, Taylor, I was, I'm wondering if you oh, could might you chime in. Yeah, let me move you over. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course. I, oh, no, <laughs> I just fixed it. Um, uh, I mean, you had some really interesting things to say. Yeah. A lot of people were asking me where my Taylor's take was, and it was very hard to even figure out how to film one without spoilers mm -hmm. because all of my criticisms of this movie involve plot points uh and it was just very hard to come up with enough of a video without spoiling you know what what exactly takes place in this movie but i will say i was looking forward to this movie so much um rob in front of you is the black panther helmet that i bought at disneyland mm -hmm. i have the new wakanda forever hoodie from disneyland i've been like super super excited for this movie uh so without spoiling anything uh, I think this might be the most disappointing film of Phase Four for me. Wow. I, I know, I know, and more than sucks. Love and Thunder. More than Love and Thunder, only because I had higher expectations for this movie. Mm, okay, I got and you. not only did it not meet any of them, it was just—I don't know. My okay, a criticism I have that's not a spoiler is we know Riri Williams is in this movie. We see Ironheart in the trailers. Um, her suit. Looked like it was from a Nintendo 64 Banjo and Kazooie game. Not that that's bad, right? But the graphics just stood out so bad compared to the rest of the movie. And then another criticism without, without spoiling anything is there's obviously some scenes that take place at night. And Rob and I were talking about this before uh, you guys got here this morning. And to me, uh, I was talking to my boyfriend during the movie and I was like, is it, is it just me or is it like really dark? Like I could barely see what was going on on screen, right? So we just figured after like, oh, our theater, we saw it in Dolby. Maybe it was just like the brightness wasn't turned up all the way. Yeah. But Rob and I were talking uh, before the show and he had the same problem where he said that uh, you saw what, what theater did you see it at? I saw it at a Harkins theater that's local to me, which I really like the yeah, Harkins, Harkins chain. Theaters are great. And I was going to actually write a letter because knowing what you said, Taylor, mm -hmm. I am sure sometimes the QC files, the file didn't look right. It looked to me that I would say the brightness was down by at least 35% because Ouch. the colors the colors weren't right either. That's and the lot. definition... Like the initial drop of uh, Sandman? Yes. Okay. Like the first time, the initial drop of Sandman, it was like that. And what was really interesting is you could tell this because obviously, you know, there are a lot of darker faces in the movie. And the faces were lacking detail. You couldn't see people's, the detail in faces. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, the, this film is literally too dark. And I think that it, it might have been, I would look into it because it was very frustrating to watch. Mm -hmm. That surprises me coming from, I, I would assume that it's on the theater's end too, because Ryan Coogler does a wonderful job making sure oh, everyone's well, you lit could, properly. Because that's a huge issue in Hollywood of people just not taking the time to oh, learn no, how to balance, could, like color balance other people. Which the is trailers look fantastic. This movie did not look like the trailers in the theater. Okay. And it was so a then, really yeah. nice, I was in their Cinewan Auditorium. It's a big auditorium. It's usually a great place to see films. But if Taylor was having the same problem, Sometimes, you know what, in this day and age, I don't trust anybody to QC things. Yeah. I don't think people know what they're looking for. I wouldn't be surprised if certain things came out where it's either missing some, the LUT wasn't right, some, whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if that, it had to be, because like you said, Taylor, mm -hmm. the scene on the beach where, where Shuri and Ramonda meet Namor, which is a pivotal scene in the movie, you could barely see it. Mm -hmm. And we've oh, already wow. seen clips from this movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, something is wrong. Mm -hmm. It's it's not 
correct. Yeah. And to know that you got it too, I'm willing to bet somebody effed up. That's very interesting, you guys. Obviously, the chat, too. Some people are going wild in here talking about, like, what movie did you see? They had a very different experience. And that's the whole great thing about film, right? It's incredibly subjective. We're all going to have different opinions. So going with that, I'm so excited to tell you guys, go into the comments below. Let us know your thoughts on how you felt about this film, pros, cons, what you liked, what you didn't. I'm so excited to join the conversation on Monday when we have Weekly Hero so I can, you know, see if we've got issues on that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go see this. I can't wait to see this movie again. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it is a big movie and there's a lot going on and I was taking it all in and I can't wait. I, I'm really looking forward to going with Elizabeth and oh, having fun. her see it too. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to go with Logan. Marvel movie on his birthday tradition. So we're going to make it happen. We missed it on the day, but we're going to go. I do want to say, though, really quickly, sorry, before we move on, mm -hmm. there were some positives about this. Uh, Namor and Angela Bassett were the highlights of the movie for me. They nice. were both amazing. But again, uh, with Angela Bassett, a lot of people who I had talked to before I saw the movie, uh, they were telling me they could see her. <laughs> do you like how we keep switching <laughs> musical chairs back here? Uh, they they were telling me that she was going to be, you know, a front runner for, for an Oscar. But... There were no monologues or speeches from her in this film that were not already shown in trailers. So I felt like I had seen her whole, what she had to offer before I had seen the movie. So I was just hoping that there would be, you know, one long monologue or one long scene of her just really emotional. But it's like, what she did was amazing, but it was already marketed to us. Okay. Well, I'm excited to go check it out for myself. Guys, let us know what you thought about Wakanda Forever in the comments below. Now, before we get into our next topic, which is more Wakanda forever, we're going to take another quick break and thank one of our sponsors, the folks over at Amazon Pharmacy. Guys, we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of this episode, Amazon Pharmacy. Now, if you're anything like me, you dread going to the pharmacy. You never know what the hours are. You never know what you're going to pay. You're worried about being stuck in a huge line. And that's why you're going to love Amazon Pharmacy. Amazon Pharmacy delivers a better pharmacy experience that delivers directly to your door and works with most insurance plans. Amazon Pharmacy helps you save time, save money, and stay healthy. There's transparent pricing so you'll know exactly what you'll pay before you pay it. Prime members can also save up to 80% on their prescriptions. And like I mentioned earlier, Amazon Pharmacy works with most insurance plans. And this is one of the best parts. If you ever have any questions or problems, real pharmacists are always available at Amazon Pharmacy no matter what time of day or night. Your medication gets delivered to your door so there's no more rushing out to the store hoping to get there before they close. Amazon Pharmacy is a pharmacy that works for your life with meds delivered to your door. It doesn't get any better than that. Switch to Amazon Pharmacy and save time, save money, and stay healthy. Learn more at amazon.com slash campia. That's amazon.com slash campia. Average savings based on usage and inside RX data as compared to cash prices. Average savings for all generics are 78%, 37% for select brand medications. Restrictions apply. And thank you to Amazon Pharmacy. Okay, we are going to keep rocking and rolling with Wakanda forever. Kaylee, what are we talking about now about it? Next up, we have a question from Candon Morris. Hey, John and crew. I saw a story in Screen Rant pointing out the Black Panther. Wakanda forever is the only certified fresh MCU movie of the year. While the reviews for Thor, Love and Thunder, and Doctor Strange 2 have been decent, I think we've all become accustomed to their review being sky high. Not so much this year. Should this be a cause of a concern for the MCU right now that an 86 is the best review score they have this year? Thanks and bring on the filthy. All right. Thank you so much for that, Candon. Yeah, we've got an 86. And I know we briefly mentioned this about there have been some mixed reviews about this. You guys obviously had a few issues with Wakanda Forever. But 86 is our highest 
Rotten Tomatoes score right now. Now, for those of you who aren't aware, being certified fresh means that you have a score of 75 or above. Now, I'm no mathematician, but when I was in school, a 75 was still a C. Now, a C to me isn't a great grade, but you're obviously passable, right? So I feel like there probably is a little bit of room for an issue here. Um, We've got this lovely thing here. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is officially certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, making it the only MCU film of 2022 with the accolade. The sequel to Black Panther, one of Marvel Studios' most acclaimed movies, is the superhero franchise's last theatrical release of the year and brings MCU Phase 4 to a close. The two-year period of post-Endgame Marvel storytelling has been a tumultuous one for the usual reliable franchise, sparking rumors, fam debates about whether the overall quality of its output has started to slip. Now, obviously, Phase 4 has been a massive topic here on the show. We've talked about it a lot. Um, Sometimes it feels like we're getting more quantity over quality um i remember one day too we had an argument in the chat about this of like i want i want more stuff i want quantity i don't want quality and i was like what in what world do you not want good things no i understand i'm a superhero in a world with more things i want more things dang (laughs) it (laughs) right i'm i y'all know and you all call me out on it of being a marvel shill i love marvel i'm a make mine marvel girl it was my gateway drug to everything thank you animated spider-man i love you forever and like you for always as long as you're living my baby you'll be she literally pulls up in a new car like every two months <laughs> weed would buy me that show money man. i just keep going through electric vehicles <laughs> she doesn't you, charge them she just buys a I new one i buy new ones you think i'm having them break down no 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 nah, throwing nah. them out no same one i'm so poor but marvel though as somebody who's a huge marvel fan i've been pretty disappointed in some of these things i've had a lot more fun with certain properties than you rob i know like i i had a good time with she hulk i love shang chi i think that movie i love shang chi and i really liked eternals yes Eternals was much better than people give it credit for i think but we were both very disappointed in dr strange we did not like love and thunder that one for me was probably the biggest disappointment and sure i had big expectations going in i was quoting gore the god butcher's monologue of how he slays gods before going into yeah, the theater I mean, that was uh, to be honest love and thunder was the only mcu movie i did not like actively didn't like it at all you are mad it was great i, I was angry. I, liked, I liked them both i don't I what enjoyed they say. it i feel like oh what you like here, about it Kaylee? i thought it was funny and i feel like they were making fun of what they were doing to an extent and it was like okay we can all just laugh and have a good time i went in thinking this is going to be a good time funny and that's what it served me so that's why i was okay with it see i love this point though too because yeah. so many people i know who aren't diehard comic fans yeah Love Love and Thunder. Yeah. My parents think it's one of the best movies of the year. I was laughing and so much. It made my dad be like, oh, we should talk about this comic. And was like, you want me to get real angry real fast? Yeah, yeah. but I'm a diehard comic fan too. I collect yeah, comics. I've got my slabs and, and my raw copies and all that. And I still loved it. But are you Jonathan or are you some <laughs> fake geek No, boy? you know what? I'm fake. You know what? This whole show's over. <laughs> <laughs> and okay, we're well. out. Thank you so much. <laughs> Jeez. No, and again, this is why things are subjective yeah. and everything, right? But I do think that to our viewers point and 86 being the highest rating does give a little pause here you know so when you hear that number i mean does does that make you think hey the mcu has something to be worried about or no look i think that the 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 phase four of the mcu had a lot that it had to do Mm -hmm. and and it had to establish many different new things it had to reestablish characters that we've lost it had to introduce new characters that nobody knew about. I mean, people go back and go, well, no one knew who Iron Man was. 
Yeah, but if you were a comic fan, it's not like Iron Man was unknown to people. Whereas Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu, was big in the 70s. Now, while Shang-Chi still existed in comic form, you know, if you asked somebody about Shang-Chi now, not a lot of people knew that character. So to make that into a movie that became palatable, that became interesting, that it wasn't just a Kung Fu James Bond ripoff and do something else with it, um, that was a tough thing to do, and I really liked what they did with it. But the the MCU Phase Four, and then they had to deal with the pandemic. You know, Captain America, or Winter Soldier, Falcon, Winter Soldier. I actually really liked. I enjoyed it a lot. I really liked it, and I loved Sam Wilson's journey toward accepting the shield. Now, I understand they had to do last minute rewrites because it was about a pandemic or launching a disease. So, life imitating art. They had to change things, but for the most part, I really did enjoy the serious spy nature of it all. And I thought that there was the way it was dealing with the post blip world in the MCU was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. And while it might not have been perfect, it wasn't, it was no winter soldier. It still was great. I like this dynamic. I really like the exploration into Bucky's character. Yes. So there, there have been some really good things in, in, in phase four, but there are also things that to me were inexplicable. Like I, I still don't understand where they were going with moon Knight, And it's not, it's not because, I mean, I get it that they were focusing on this this idea of, of dissociative identity disorder, but that show didn't really deal with Moon Knight and a story and a character. Like, he never... They abandoned a conclusion. They, they, ab- they dis- disassociated with their own show. They disassociated. They disassociated. <laughs> I mean, that was something that came so late in the Moon Knight mythos anyway. Yes. And and again, the warring gods and, and, and again, the cosmology. You know, I thought in this maybe the, the Talakan would say, you know, we we went and checked out that. <laughs> Why do they talk like that? You know, well, well, you, know you guys, uh, we checked out that celestial. It's in the ocean. You know, uh, not in our ocean, in the Pacific somewhere. The Talakans are played by the ghost of Don Knotts. Yeah, I mean, it's it it just I I that's what I was. Well, missing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, all these things, all like these Jimmy things Stewart. came. Like, I would love to have had a conversation with Namor. And Ramonda talking about, yeah, what do you think of that celestial coming to Earth? Like, how'd that make you guys feel? Yeah. What is the Wakandans government? Uh, what is your position on large extraterrestrials in the wake of your king being snapped by Thanos? Where do you now sit in terms of uh, there's none of like it drives me crazy <laughs> that no one is talking about these gigantic earth shattering events in the MCU. I'm with you. There is a massive overlooking of the theological component of what is occurring in phase four in particular of this would shake everyone to the core the entire all it, of humanity it'd only be us agnostics i'm just referring to myself it'd be like this seems fine i mean i didn't i wasn't sure of anything and this <laughs> makes me feel at least okay in that and this is after half the population was snapped away by an alien titan and then brought back yeah. if you're a devout say christian how do you feel about that? How does being snapped away for five years by a mad titan and then Arashem the judge shows up and then you've got Egyptian gods fighting in, in, in Egypt and then a celestial's coming out of the middle of the earth. How would that affect your belief system? You, you want people to take that all in in one day? In one, as soon <laughs> no, as they come I, back? I want to acknowledge <laughs> that I want to acknowledge somehow like life's just going on. Like no one is, is dealing with... The great thing about the Rob MCU, keeps asking them and they're just like... 
<laughs> yeah, don't say don't anything. Don't worry about Just it. Don't Listen, talk about it. But the thing is, we saw the ramifications of the Infinity Stones and everything that went on in Phase ones, two, 1, 2, and 3, and it meant something. You get to the end of it, it led to this great climax. And I'm sure that we're going there with the quantum realm, and we're sure. going to get more of that. I want to just point out something in the chat, and I don't want to call you out, but I, I just read the comment of no one wants to see a philosophical movie. No one wants to be asked questions. No one wants to be asked questions about life and get that kind have of moments of death because you can have that. And we've had that in superhero movies. And, and again, I'm not saying this to like bully anyone, but why would you not want a film to also deliver, you know, fantastic action sequences, really stunning visuals? and ask you questions about your own humanity. Well, kind of that's, that's wild There are to me, very man. successful Marvel movies that were philosophical. I mean, yeah. what, what did you think but Civil War was? Exactly. Civil War, the philosophy between Tony Stark and Steve Rogers, I don't believe in the Sokovia Accords. You're not going to get me to register. Mm -hmm. That's a philosophical, political so difference. Soldier. I mean, exactly. this movie, this movie literally at the heart of Wakanda Forever, there is a question about the difference between Wakanda's approach to the world and Talakan's approach to the world. And what are they going to do? The whole movie hinges on a philosophical difference. I think that's now, I'm what, not saying yeah. you're going to get a dissertation, Yeah. but you've got to understand, I mean, I, I think it's strange. Great storytelling has all of this built into it. Exactly. It, it has us keeping, keeping us coming back for more movies. It's like, I relate to that. Oh, it's helping me deal with what happened. Oh, this is giving me courage and bravery to go do that. Like, that's what exactly. keeps us going back. It's how it affects us on a nuclear level. Exactly. You know? you're, you're never being broadcast, hey, we're going to explore the trolley problem. Or but not. you're getting the trolley yes. problem. I, so... I mean, I, I just wanted to address that real quick. That's and interesting. Go on a little diatribe. Well, I mean, Sorry. I mean, <laughs> uh, uh, to, to quote one of the great philosophers of our time, "Do or do not. Mm. There is no try." Boom. That's philosophy, mm -hmm. right I have there. No idea what that means. <laughs> Are sorry. we talking about the trolley from Mister Rogers? No, no oh, honey. Boy. You're so pretty, though. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's so okay. pretty. But all right. So everyone in the room, though, everyone in the so, room, are we are we worried about the next phase of Marvel? Do they need to regroup? Is Kevin Feige spread too thin? Are we feeling good? Eighty six is oh sounds fine to me. I mean, oh. I love movies that are in the fifty fives and the <laughs> and maybe even forty five sometimes. Eighty six is probably a masterpiece. Let's go. By awesome the way, oh, I have heard from someone that I trust that Quantum Mania is quite good. Okay. Oh, here we go. See, see, Rob, when you start with that, this is where your hype for this movie starts building. And yeah. then when you get to the movie and it's not what you want. Like, why didn't they ask those quantums why they were so manic? <laughs> 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 Anyways, you know what? This shouldn't be anything anyone should worry about. I think I always think everyone should form their own opinion unless it's like, Really low numbers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Look, the thing about this movie is I found it, like I said, I found it very engrossing. It's very compelling. It's definitely, I was fascinated by all of it. And I was entertained the entire time. And and none of what you or Taylor said is hinders my excitement to watch this no, movie. No, it shouldn't. Well, so your actually, complaints are fine with I, me. I don't yeah. think Your complaints even, aren't big, that big. I don't take an overwhelming negative view from Rob's breakdown. No, uh -oh. no. You don't got me? No, you, you're a different Taylor's, story. Yeah. You're probably not going to be here on Monday. Yeah. But, but from Rob, I don't, I, don't, I don't find that bad at all. I think Taylor's expectations must have just been through the roof. Yeah, mm -hmm. someone let me spend $500 on Wakanda Forever merch, and then I Who went and saw the that? movie. Who let me? Who allowed you, right? it? Chris. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Sorry. I'm constantly like, you should spend your money. 
I'm just your bad idea, Bear. She's that person on the shoulder. Well, I, I just saw an $800 uh, Maverick helmet. I'm like, hmm, that'd be cool for the studio. That's a heart. <laughs> well, guys, the question is for you. The 86, the certified fresh, this being the, the highest rated film for the MCU's Phase 4, is that something that folks should be worried about? Or are they going to have smooth sailing and we need to calm the heck down? You let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. All right, with that down out of the way, let's get into our final topic. Kaylee, what is it? Third main topic comes to us from Justin Miller. Hey, John and crew, wondering if you heard about the Warner Brothers Town Hall meeting for their worldwide staff. In it, Saslav says that James Gunn was building the new DCU so that all movies, games, and TV live action and animated shows will be connected into one big story. I think this is very exciting, and I've been waiting for DC to do something like this for a long time. What do you guys think about the move? Well, thank you so much, Justin. Mm. We appreciate you writing in. All right. The DCEU. It's all good. It's all going to be connected. Now it's just DCU. Yes. DCU, baby. All, all, everything's coming together. Now, we've talked about, again, we've talked about this ad nauseum on this channel. If this is the right move for DC to do moving forward. We've talked often about doing the standalone film, doing the auteur thing, or if they should connect everything. Uh, we have this from CBR. Under the leadership of James Gunn and Peter Safran, the newly christened DC Universe seems poised to extend well beyond live-action feature films. Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslav recently held a global Zoom meeting for all the company employees, during which he introduced newly appointed DC Studios co-chairman and CEOs Gunn and Safran. According to a report from Deadline, Zaslav mentioned during the meeting that, quote, the plan is to build a Bible for a cohesive DC universe, one that is overarching across live action films, TV, animation, gaming, and more. All right. Well, for those of you who don't know, when we say a Bible, we are not getting theological here. We're talking about typically you have a show Bible when you're constructing a show, and that's kind of your go-to piece of this is how our universe works. This is how our characters are. This is the aesthetic we are aiming for. And so James Gunn said, let there be cohesiveness. And yes. there was cohesiveness. <laughs> and hopefully it was good. Um, <laughs> so we're going to have a big old book for everything that's supposed to come into the DC uh, universe, much like what Feige has done for Marvel. Now, Rob, do you think this is the right move? Look. Well, you know, John. One of the things that, that as a, literally a lifelong comic book fan, I am a, I'm, I am a continuity pornographer. <laughs> uh, give me the most hardcore continuity that there is. That's oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I want hardcore continuity. That's what I'm interested in when it comes to Star Trek. Oh man, that was so consistent. Mm. Mm, yeah. When it comes what's the Star Trek. So on one hand, I, I like the the thought of this that they're gonna create this big sort of meta story across all of these different formats. Although, you know, I don't think that Todd Phillips folly do the Joker follow up should be shoehorned. And so, so I, I think that, that if they're going to have like they're going to have an, a continuity, they're going to have this continuity. And I think it could help out because how interesting would it be to get a, a really cool like open sandbox DC video game that also takes into consideration where the DC universe is at, say post Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, and all of that fits together. And why not? You know, because already, if you look at in the wake of Zack Snyder's Justice League, Shazam and Black Adam are part of that. The Wonder Woman movies are part of that. The Aquaman movies are part of that. Harley Quinn and Suicide Squad are part of that. So all of that, they've already got this, this continuity mm -hmm. that exists. And if they're going to continue and build upon that, 
I think that's cool. We've touched on this before, though. Do you think they're building on that continuity, though? Or is this a fire sale and everything that ser- does not serve them must go? No, I don't think so. Because you've got, we've got Flash. We've got Aquaman Do 2 we? coming. We Maybe. Okay. Okay. Is there Flash? <laughs> but, you know, we've got, we've got, we've, they do have a lot of movies coming out still. Mm-hmm. And I think moving forward, that's what they're going to want to do is concentrate on that continuity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't, I think that's cool. Yeah. I think it's good. What do you think that means for the the Reeves Batman? I guess I could ask you, Jonathan. <laughs> I, well, no. So what I was going to say is I think you're still going to have the Reeves verse. Um, I take that on, on good uh, faith there. And, and I think we're still going to be getting these standalones, like this kind of Joker style standalone yeah. movies and stuff. I don't see. I think everyone's thinking, like, oh, everything's going to be DCU. I think what they're just saying is they're going to tighten up the DCU. And you're going to be getting a cohesiveness in video games, uh, animation, TV, film for that. But you're still going to get these kind of auteur films. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree it's not going to touch Joker, Joker 2 or whatever else they do beyond this. OK, so we're getting a mixed bag of things yeah. here. We're going to have those. You get the mixed bags and a, yeah, a much more cohesive and unified DCEU. OK, although I would like to say that. I would love to get the Matt Reeves Batmobile in a video game. Oh my god! I <laughs> if I could get so those much. sound effects and drive that shit through Gotham City streets, you know, at the at the speed it can go and get in car, I would mm-hmm. love that. Same. I just want to wake my neighbors up with that wind that wind up. <laughs> yeah, they're just like God. Why is You're not already doing that with that? the sound file you have saved. <laughs> All right. No, they actually used. I used my own voice for the making of the film. Yeah. Oh, well, wow. that makes sense. Save money. Wow. Yeah. Ray, are you excited about more continuity in DC? No. No? Okay. Well, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate you and love you. Look. Good chat. Look, look, look. When they, when they say, when they say are it's good. Are you gonna, okay, Taylor? Do you need to excuse yourself? I keep, I keep listening to what's going on in the back. I was like, the I don't even fall. He's trying to get out of the shot, but I'm getting him in every shot. Wheeling in and out of the shot. Are you but okay? I keep what changing the, the shot. On? Oh, because he wants to go behind. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's not behind nothing. Um, I'm crying more than I cried in Wakanda forever. Let's, oh. You, you guys are saying God. he's going to try to connect not only movies, TV, but the animated, like the animated show. I hate to separate it like that, but the animated shows, the games, video games, mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, yeah. Yep. Apparently. That could be interesting, but. Let's let's see. I mean, that's a that's a daunting task, I think. It's a right? big He's, ask. Yeah. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. That's going to be a lot. That is crazy. And um Rob, why are you laughing? <laughs> Cuz I'm I'm my predisposition is to be fun, mirthful and and happy. Unless we're talking about modern Star Trek. Well, yes, okay. although Picard season 3. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't really hope for is the obscure characters. Not like Marvel's doing it, but maybe like Bring out some of those too. Well, James Gunn's your man for <laughs> yeah. Some yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's look. I want to see. Gunn. I want to see Kid Eternity. I want to see um uh, the big cheetah lady, whatever her name is. Cheetah, cheetah, cheetah? but done well. Okay. Gigantor, whatever her name oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. Metallo. I just, I just want my Booster Gold. That's really it. I want Booster Gold. I want Etrigan. Yeah. I really demon. want an Etrigan mm. film. I would love that or show. However they want to do it. Dark Justice, give it to me, please. Yes, I want yes. to see the Omega Men. I'd love to make an Omega Ooh. Men series. Yeah. Am you I think- the only one following like all the WB DC animated movies though? And like mm-hmm. it, it feels like whenever I talk about them, no one I did fall off. I'm gonna be completely honest. Really? I want to get that yeah. box set. I never got it. They put out a Blu-ray box set of all the movies up to one point. 
Do you remember the last one you you watched, Chris? Uh, Judas Contract, which oh, I thought was okay. terrible. I skipped that um, one. Yeah, it's not it's not a good adaptation. Yeah, uh, considering that that's such a seminal story in the Teen Titans. Yeah, I mean, that was literally one of the moments in my life when I was reading comic books where my jaw hit the floor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was a huge Titan fan, and when you find out that Tara is a traitor, and she's like getting busy with yeah. i'm like yeah. canceled yeah. that would never well, happen today thing too is so you're just like Ugh. whoa no. whoa man but that was that was uh that was awesome yeah she I had comes another... down like smoking a cigarette in a nightgown <laughs> chat's like spoilers that comic is so old y'all <laughs> oh, my God. well yeah by Calm the way down. it is from the early 80s yeah. just so read you know. a book yeah i i but but the, 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 there are four uh, <laughs> Teen Titans on the buses like with that entire run, <laughs> which I highly recommend because it's one of my favorite runs Everyone. ever in any team book. Yeah. The That's Wolfman great. Perez, New Teen Titans. It's a good one. I but brought up the subject. It's going to be interesting to see how they try to tie all of this together and see if they can do it and do it well. I think if anyone can, though, I've got... I've got so much faith in James Gunn. I've got a lot of faith in Peter. So does this mean a reboot, a complete reboot? Well, that's what, what we were saying. just talking about. I don't think it sure. does. No. Look, any man that can put Starro on the big screen, I would not disappoint. I think he just tightens it up. Just, yeah, just, tighten it up, baby. Look what he did with Suic- uh, his version of the Suicide Yeah, plot. he brought back some of the characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's why I think we're going to kind of pick and choose who we want to keep and who we don't. I think that's kind of the the trajectory we're on personally. But guys, the question's up for you. How do you think they're going to bring everything together? And do you think it's a good idea? Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. All right, guys, we are going to open up our Super Chats. But before we do, we're going to give away John's stuff. So we are going to do, you've heard us before talk about the aviation shot of the day. So when somebody makes a banger of a joke, we call it the aviation shot of the day. And we thought, why not do that with your Super Chats today? So whoever has the aviation shot of the day in our Super Chats, we are going to give you this awesome Shuri Funko Pop, okay? So come up with some really cool things. We're also going to sign this. You'll have all of our autographs on here. It's going to be real cute and fun. Think about what you want to write in. Hit up the Super Chats. Uh, and also... Uh-huh. Make make no. It doesn't necessarily have to be a joke. If you say something very profound that yeah. we are like, yeah. or dare I say, philosophical, or philosophical, yeah. Yeah. hit us with your hot takes. All of that is welcome. Yeah. So, yeah. so let us know. But before we get into that, and while we give you some time to think about that juicy fried gold nugget you're going to write to us, let's hear from the folks at Mint Mobile. Thanks, Ryan. Guys, we want to take a second to thank the sponsor of this video, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. And now for the plot twist. I'm just kidding. There isn't one. Mint Mobile just has premium wireless from 15 bucks a month. There's no trapping you into a two-year contract or opening the bill to find all these crazy fees. There's no luring you in with free subscriptions to streaming services that you'll forget to cancel and be charged full price for. With my old wireless provider, every month when I opened the bill, it was like playing roulette. I never knew how big the bill was going to be and it always seemed to get bigger. With Mint Mobile it's totally different. I know exactly how little I'm paying every month and there's never any surprises. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family. And at Mint Mobile, families start at just two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And guys, you get to use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. 
max. So transferring over couldn't be easier. So to get premium wireless from just 15 bucks a month and no unexpected plot twists, go to mintmobile.com slash campia. That's mintmobile.com slash campia. You'll make your wallet very happy at mintmobile.com slash campia. And thank you to Mint Mobile for being the sponsor of this show. <laughs> Cracked open my Waterloo right under the wire. All right. Now, guys, we are going to get into your super chats. Kaylee, what do we have? First up, we have Dr. Stinky. P BPWF movie of the year so far. It is wildly emotional and action-packed. It exceeded any expectations. I think this may be my favorite MCU movie. Oh, okay, Dr. Stinky. I'm so glad that you really enjoyed Wakanda Forever. That's wonderful. I think, it's, I think so, too. Yeah. I mean, and I think that there is, again, what I loved about the movie is the ambition. This is a big movie with a lot of big ideas, trying to do a lot of big things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, swinging for the fences. I appreciate that. Oh, man. I'm so hyped to go see it and decide for myself. Next up, Louise. Isn't it that cohesiveness running the risk of DC or guns stretching too thin? Ooh, see, that is a great point because we've talked about that quite a bit about Feige as well. I... I don't know if Kevin Feige is being stretched too thin. I do think the key for a good leader, right, is delegation. Um, look at today. Look at today, because it's going great. And John put me in charge. What a great idea. He's not stretched too thin. He's enjoying the Joe Bros. But I think with two CEOs, two people working on the DC continuity and how that's all going to be mapped out, I feel like that's a, a pretty good team. Well, especially also James Gunn and Peter Safran already have relationships, longstanding ones with people like James Wan. I'm sure Todd Phillips. I mean, they all, all these people are not, they're not like strangers. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's going to work out quite well. Plus, remember, James Gunn has worked within the MCU. So, I mean... James Gunn is the man that figured out how to bring Kevin Bacon into the MCU. Very and true. make it canonical. <laughs> Come on now. Gosh, I'm so excited for that Christmas special. <gasps> it's going to be so good. <laughs> All right, what else? Next up, Ben Rayner. Thank you so much for your $10. My fave Ghibli movie, Gli Ghibli or Glibly? Ghibli oh, movie. Yeah, Studio Ghibli. Is Graves of the Fiery... Oh, man, Kaylee's Gra struggling. It's actually Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah. Thank you so much. And Porco Rosso. Oh, Porco also, I'm great. sorry to say, I'm a fan of the dubbed. I can't do subbed. Yeah. I tried. This collab with Star Wars sounds amazing. Well, I'm never going to stick my nose up at you liking a dub because that's where I got my start. Respect to dub actors. John Cena loves us. Why shouldn't everyone else? Yeah, dub actors dub. are great. Yeah, I love a dub. Obviously, sometimes they can go too far. I definitely worked on some where we changed the scripts completely and it did not serve the story in any way. Um, but, you know, if you find a good dub, they're great. What uh, Do you like those two films, Rob? Barbarosso? I do. Well, Grave of the Fireflies is one of the most depressing yeah. movies it's you so will sad. ever see. Those are wildly deferring. Well, wow. Barbarosso, yeah, uh, I was going to say, like, there's a double feature. Yeah. I mean, Grave of the Fireflies <laughs> is, is one of the most beautiful and haunting animated movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But it's not exactly a fun time at the movies. No. Whereas Porco Rosso is a man disillusioned with humanity who gets turned into a pig uh, and eats some pasta and, and stuff. And it's fun. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> Next up, Benjamin Tam just finished the first episode, The English, the English Amazon Prime Western Limited Series with Emily Blunt. Looks great so far and need to watch the rest of the episodes. Great age of streaming to have many options to watch. Amen. Bring on the filthy. I keep hearing about this. In the last couple of days, everybody's been talking to me about what? this. I haven't heard anything about this. Uh, it's, I guess she's the English, she's the English to come to settle the old West. Ooh, okay. 
But everyone's loving this. Nice. I haven't seen it. Maybe I'll catch up this weekend. I'm sorry, oh, have you guys seen on? The Crown yet? The season five? Five? No. Oh, started. It's wonderful. I have not. I haven't watched any of The Crown. What? Although I heard Elizabeth's doing a great job turning in that uh, Princess Di performance. She is. She's outstanding. I'm going to watch everything. You know, I got John's house to myself for one night (laughs) with the two doggies. Can't be a close. I'm going to watch every single thing I've ever wanted to watch ever. Ever? Plus a minute of Morbius. (laughs) Plus a minute of Morbius, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, Ben, thank you for the $20 super chat. Yes, thank you so much, Ben. Very generous. Matt Boyle sent $10. Have you guys ever watched out Cold and Zach Galifianakis. I think the movie is really funny. Can you get an STD from Polar Bear? Okay. I have not seen this. Out cold. I never saw it. Did not age particularly well. (laughs) I kind of feel like that's true. However, so there's a moment where someone passes out in the car. I think it's Zach Galifianakis' character. And so all of their friends, they're in a snow town. They live, live and work at a ski resort. Push the car so it starts spinning while it's fully parked, and they all jump in the car, put him in the driver's seat, and start screaming. And it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so mean, but gosh, it's funny. Um, and that's the kind of humor in Out Cold. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Stubble McShave, Lucian's speech is what it means to be a leader in a time of war. We see this mirrored in Kino, where he shows those leader aspects to his own detriment. I, I totally agree. I mean, that's exactly what was going on. And and um, I, I think that's why those are one for the ages. And again, you talk about philosophy. Uh, Luthen, both Luthen and Kino have their own philosophies and they live by them. Yes. And literally, Luthen described in graphic detail his own personal philosophy. And that's where philosophy comes into great play in science fiction, fantasy, and horror genre fiction. I mean, Luthen get. Luthen laid it right out. It was cold, but man. Stubble's absolutely it's 50 correct. Men. It's only 50 men. It's only 50 mm-hmm. men. Mm-hmm. Oh, well done. So good. Next mm-hmm. up, Chef Rigo. Chef Rigo! Thank you so much. Let's take advantage that John isn't here today. Let's all say one good thing about the terminal. Hope to see you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you very much, One good Chef thing. Rigo. Tom Hanks is there. Thanks. Catherine Zeta-Jones is a hottie. You Steven never, Spielberg had something to do with it. You never said if you liked it or not. Oh. And now you just told me. I don't. I, I think we've talked about this. I had an acting teacher who hated this movie. Mm-hmm. He came into my acting class, slammed the door and was like, I'm angry at Catherine Zeta-Jones. And we all were like, hot take, Sam, okay. <laughs> and he had just seen that and he'd seen 40-Year-Old Virgin after. And was like, Catherine Keener was so raw and unafraid of being like, unliked and unattractive and she did so much more in this ridiculous gross out comedy yeah. than Catherine Zeta J- Jones did because she was too concerned with looking pretty on camera and I was like oh I and- just watched rewatched uh, 40 year old virgin like a couple weeks ago That's I was great. impressed with her I was like oh my god she's so good she's so she good. was just it's, so committed yeah. like just in oh. just locked in anyways I loved everything about the terminal <laughs> it's such a happy movie like who cares <laughs> who cares what anyone thinks who cares? Subjective. It's a trifle. It, it's enjoyable. It, it, it it's puts enjoyable. me in a good yeah. mood. I mean, it's cute. Diego Luna is there. Uh, Gamora's there. Yeah. They had the all-star cast before they became all-stars. This was a a time capsule, you know, or whatever. Reverse that or whatever it is. It was telling the future. Yeah, I think we all have that movie, too, though, that it's like, this is a movie that I love. And if you guys don't, you're missing out. Bummer for you. Right? I love that you love The Terminal. Yeah. Thank Mine you. is Decoy Bride. I unapologetically love that movie. Yours is what? Decoy Bride. It's a 
silly rom-com with David Tennant. Decoy Bride. Yeah. I'm looking that up right now. Yeah. It's when I'm sad I watch that movie. I love the Oh, holiday. I also watch Employee of the Month with Dane Cook as my oh, yeah. happy movie, that. too. Man, that goes back. Yeah. I just right. get, I can't wait for next month's uh, The Jewish Boy that I am watching uh, Love Actually and watching The Holiday for Christmas. Oh, That's my go-to double feature. Hey, and we, we park our shuttles in the same shuttlecraft because I love Love Actually. It's like it's a guilty so pleasure. Love right? Actually. Oh, and then uh, also When Harry Met Sally is a good Christmas, New Year's Eve movie. Classic. We're going to watch uh, Love Actually with Amy soon, too. Right, Taylor? Oh, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Amy. Shout out to Amy. Shout out to Colin in Love Actually. You go, Colin. Oh. Every year you put a smile on my face. Colin Fissel. Colin. <laughs> Colin. It's such a good all right, next up, Tim. <laughs> if anything, I think Wakanda Forever getting an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes is a sign that the MCU is getting back on track after several meh projects. Ooh, that's a good point there. All right. Well, we got we got Quantum Mania. Mm-hmm. You got Guard. Well, you got the Guard. We got the Guardians Holiday Special coming in in just a f- like next week, mm-hmm. right? So we got Guardians Holiday. Then we've got Quantum Mania. Then we've got Guardians of the Galaxy three and Marvels. And I'm I'm looking forward. Plus, to I it. I really enjoyed Werewolf by Night. I think most of like, us did. Yeah, too. Werewolf by Night was good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All good stuff. All right. Next up, CJ Rebirth. For why? <laughs> so their crafts can park in the same bay. Aw, uh, trying to mash up catchphrases is tight. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so. So. So we're just trying to mash up all the things that Rob and I say. Wow, I think that's I think that's true. <laughs> yeah. But it's park your shuttlecraft in the same shuttle bay. I know. Yeah. Well, Jonathan said sh- uh, park in your yeah, like shuttlecraft. Shuttle like, oh, shuttle so you just crashed into Rob? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. we just, it's a collision. <laughs> on a, it's, it's Rob and Jonathan collision course. <laughs> well, for the first you two know, months that I was working plan. here, we I was park our cars in the same garage. Yeah. 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 You know, Which lot. is sweet. Yeah. All, all my cr- catchphrases on the show are just like me me being incredulous. Yes. For why or, or usually for why is good. No one, oh, it, your Christ. delivery of for why when I first heard that, that was, uh, you know, I think the first time I ever heard yuck and yum. Oh, is that me? That was from you. Uh, first time I ever heard that. That yeah. was back in the old days. Yeah, when we were in the townhouse. Before the empire. Yeah. Yeah. Where we filmed in John's townhouse, not when Rob and I were roommates. Just yeah. To today, today was the first time I ever heard the term grave twerking. Grave Wait, twerking grave is a great term. Jonathan, what was the other term that you heard for the first time today? G- grave twerking. <laughs> Next up, from Ron H. Anyone know the Rutger Howe classic Blood of Heroes 1989? Also had Joan Chen and Vincent de Rio. The definitive post-apocalyptic <laughs> sports film. AKA known as Night of the Jugger. Oh. And uh, it was directed by David Peoples, who co wrote Blade Runner. When did he earn the title of not getting added on there? What? Juggernaut. <laughs> Juggernaut. No, That's all I've got. I don't know sports, uh, but I know I can No, no it was yeah. not Night of the Jugger. It was <laughs> not in of the s- Salute of the Jugger. Salute of oh, the Jugger. Salute of the Jugger, not. And then they changed his Blood of Heroes. Oh. It's actually a very good movie. I love Vincent D'Onofrio. He's wonderful. It is a it's it's a it is a postal. Yeah, it's it's the a salute the salute a salute to the jugger. I forget Shuttle that draft. was obviously that was not the great title, so they changed it to the Blood of Heroes. Okay, <laughs> we don't need to. But it's David one. Peoples. I saw that movie in a theater. Whoa! Yes, I did. <laughs> Next up, Retribution Zero. What if C A T really spelled dog? Yeah, that that's from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, okay. Yeah, that <laughs> another movie that does not age is, well. What is depends on your point of view. Really spelled dog. <laughs> like, oh, really good, really good, man. Yeah, 
Happy Veterans Day. Thank you. Especially my dad. Shout out to my dad, Colonel Robinson. Happy Veteran Day. Oh, yeah. What are some movies or shows about soldiers that have been particularly impactful for you? For me, it would be 13 hours. Uh, I mean, I said a couple days ago, my favorite movie is Saving Private Ryan. So that's mine. I'm going to go back. The very first soldier movie I liked, I think it was called Cadence. With Martin. Yeah, that's a good movie. That's the one that would play on TV, and I would watch it, and then I was like, I like this movie. And every time it came on, no matter what part it was on, I would watch it all the way through. And that was my very first uh, soldier movie that Mm -hmm. involved, like, the army or whatever. That's the movie that I would say, Cadence. I don't know if anyone's seen it. It sounds like no one's ever heard of it, but all right. We all went to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really, I, I'm not a big war movie person. I really, really um, have a soft spot in my heart, though, for the Band of Brothers miniseries. I thought oh, that was oh, just man. so incredible. well done and just profoundly oh, affected me. Should. It was incredible. When I was a kid, one of my favorite, uh, it was, a world, I love World War II movies, was um, um, Where Eagles Dare. Hmm. Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood. And it's, you know, it's, it's about an attack on a Nazi a mountain base, right. like the Eagle's Nest. Yeah. And, uh, I love that. Most recent would probably be Dunkirk and that 1940. Yeah. What, what movie? 1917, that? wasn't 19, it? Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that was great. That one's good. The one shot one? Yes. Yeah, yeah those yes. are great. Was, I saw it in theaters. It yeah, nice. those are most recent that I can remember that I liked. Who else we got? Next up, we already did Costanza. Uh, maybe scroll up a little bit. They're awesome. Andy Tio. Rob, what sci-fi book would you like to see adapted in the big screen? Personally, I would like to see Villeneuve adapt Dune Messiah to finish out a trilogy. And I'm dying for a Hyperion miniseries. Well, Andy, uh, I've wanted the Hyperion Cantos, uh, Dan Simmons' great Hyperion Cantos uh, adapted for years. I've been mm-hmm. saying that for years. Uh if anyone is interested, uh, Hyperion and Fall of Hyperion by Dan Simmons were written as a single book that he had to cut in half because his publishers wanted him to. It's one of the great modern, it's not modern anymore, it's like 30 years old or something, but it's one of the great modern science fiction novels. But there was a there was a script that was based on a book by Greg Bear called Blood Music that was actually written, It was a, it was like 30 years ago when I was a reader for CAA, there's a script for it. It was written by the same guy who wrote, I'm drawing a blank on his name, The Sailor Who Fell from Grace with the Sea. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see that movie get made. Uh, Peter Watts' Blind Sight. There's like a Blind Sight cult. And of course, Neil Stevenson, although it's kind of with Ready Player One and everything, I'd love to see Snow Crash get made. I'll tell you one thing uh, Octavia Butler. She's passed away, uh, one of the great African-American science fiction, female science fiction writers. Her book, Kindred, is, I just saw a trailer for, I think it's it's a series. And that I wanted to see adapted, and it's been adapted. So I'm very excited to get nice. Kindred. Octavia, we, we were one of the last people to interview her when we were working on this Chronicles of Narnia project back in the aughts. Um, but yeah, th- those are just some of the things I'd like to see. Those are good ones. Those are great picks. I'd love Hyperion. I, I'd be into that. I, it's so good. I'd like a Sirens of Titan. That uh, again, you know, or a TV movie. Sirens of Titan. Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah, it is Kurt Vonnegut's one hundredth birthday tomorrow, <gasps> and at in Indiana where he's from, uh, there's a there's a library. It's and and Kurt uh, Kurt Vonnegut, Sirens of Titan. 
Um, I mean, we've had Breakfast of Champions. Mm-hmm. We've had Slaughterhouse-Five. 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 If you guys haven't seen Slaughterhouse-Five, Billy Pilgrim, uh, Montana Wild Hack, played by the great Valerie Perrine. Why am I going? You see, I'm... I, I've not, I'm bogarting the show. Never mind. I'm shutting up now. Wait, but Rob, read some Kurt Vonnegut. Rob, do you want to do 100 shots with me tonight to celebrate his 100th birthday? Yes. But didn't oh, we boy. do that the other night? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to celebrate Next. something. <laughs> Next up, Quality Not Included says, It seems through all of Phase 4, I've heard I expected this. And we've always seemed to hear afterwards, it didn't do what I expected. Thoughts? Well, I mean, there's I, a lot of expectations. Yeah, it, it and it, it is really hard to leave your expectations at the door at this point in Marvel, I think, because they have been, you know, the the standard of seeing superhero films, right? And I I know I've been very guilty, particularly with Thor, Thor Love and Thunder, of just, well, I, I know this comic. I know this comic character so well. I have his monologues memorized because I'm a nerd. And... I don't understand why certain things aren't done, but I'm not the one in the room making these things. And it's not like making a movie is easy. It's so easy to say in hindsight, as a viewer, I would have changed this and I would have done that. I well, mean, they, I mean, they, they have set the expect the bar so high. I mean, for the most part, if you look at the 23 movies, which comprise the infinity saga, for the most part, those are all of them. Even the ones that aren't that great, are still damn good compared to other things. So they themselves, I remember thinking in in all of phase one through three, the only thing that the only thing that disappointed me, I had an expectation in Avengers Age of Ultron. There is a panel in Avengers 22, the George Perez, Kurt Busiek, uh, where they're fighting Ultron, because I love Ultron. And in this, uh, it, they're fighting Ultron, and the Avengers are fighting their way to getting to the stronghold where Ultron is, and, and it's just a small panel. It's a famous panel. They beat down the door, and all the Avengers are there bloodied. Thor's there with his tattered. He's holding Mjolnir, and he just says, Ultron, we would have words with thee. And I'm like, they're, of course they're going to put that in the movie. Of course it wasn't yeah. in the movie. No. That was the only time my expect. I'm like, how do you not, Joss Whedon, how do you not do that? Kevin Feige, how did you not put that in? Anyway, I understand. Uh, you can't get everything you want, but if you try some time, you just might find. You get but, what you need. But um, for the most part, those three phases were very, very satisfying. And usually they exceeded expectations. Yes. Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, um, uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok was, ex- I didn't know where that was going to go. Mm-hmm. But um, even like the first Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I was enchanted by that movie. I didn't think it was going to, I was like, eh, mm-hmm. I didn't care. It was so fun. Paul Rudd was so great. Luis, uh, I mean, I'm Michael Pena. Mm-hmm. His name, his character is Luis, right? Yeah. yeah. The, that Just that, how he's explaining, it just, and the phase four seemed to be like, where did all that go? Mm-hmm. I expected, it, it, you know what it is? It's, it's just kind of leveled out. They need mm-hmm. to get into this. They haven't quite made it into the stratosphere yet again. Yeah. And and sure, a lot of these two, we do have to realize that a lot of these things in phase four came about in the middle of a global pandemic. Right. You know, and so that's also going to kind of curb how things are going to come to fruition. I still want to see the Avengers one day say, or Thor say, Ultron, we would have words with thee. One day I'm going to get that. I hope so. <laughs> I hope you get that, buddy. I hope so. 
Okay. Anything else? Okay. Anything else? <laughs> and that's the end. All right. Next up, Brian Garcia. I fully agree with Chris's point. Why would you not want deep philosophical questions in your movies and shows? She's a smart little nugget. You oh man, nugget. I am a smart little nugget. And is that our aviation shot of the day? Because you agreed with me? Maybe. I'm biased. Um, Might be. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, though. I I just I don't understand when people. Don't expect more. And and maybe this goes into my phase four issues. I think it's fair to accept to and, and expect and want to be moved and challenged by film. Yeah. That's the point. Yeah. Not only for me to connect to it, but for me to have a conversation with people in the theater afterwards. It's a communal experience. It's why we go to movies so we can be moved. I mean, Mr. Rogers, I'm going to go on a diatribe. I'm sorry. Mr. Rogers says this beautiful thing about how a, a career in television is a career in servitude and service. You are of service to the story and you are of service to your audience. And it is your job to approach that with humility and grace because you are supposed to be molding minds, changing perceived attitudes and making the world a better place through a beautiful visual medium that you have the privilege of getting to work in. So why would you not want it to be great and moving and triumphant? That's wild to me to think, I just want it to be, you know, fine. I want to see something that, and, and there's a time and a place for that. There's a time and a place for me to just kind of go mindless and watch something. Love is Blind Season 3. How you doing? Moonfall, but how I you want doing? more. Well, look, I agree with you because what makes a great story? Mm -hmm. What makes a great story, the reason that we tell each other stories is the best way to explore the truths of human existence. Mm -hmm. What does it mean to be alive on this planet? How do we navigate all of that? Storytelling is the one way where you can fill up a, 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 an empty room of a thousand seats full of people from all walks of life. They put all of their differences aside. They sit in a dark room together mm -hmm. and they experience whatever story unfolds in front of that big screen. And how often can you get that to happen in real life? Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a power and a responsibility with great power. Uh, there's a responsibility there. And, you know, when it comes to the MCU, I do have a question living in this real world. If I saw a giant celestial being that was three <laughs> times the size of the earth in the sky, I mean, I would question my choices in life when I went home. You know, I would sit there and go, well, what's, what's next? Mm -hmm. If there's this giant being in the sky, how is me coming into work talking on the John Campion <laughs> show every day, how does that matter to me personally? Like, if there's a giant <laughs> celestial... <laughs> I don't know what you're laughing you know what I mean? Are you okay? That Eternals was uh, <laughs> not a documentary. <laughs> Did the Eternals give you an existential crisis? No. Do you need a But I'm saying in real life if that happened. Yes. If Arishem the judge I, appeared... <laughs> in, I mean, human beings have gone nuts for a lot less reasons. I mean, we once heard that there was a broadcast of War of the Worlds that Orson Welles did over the radio and certain people freaked out. Mm -hmm. Well, what would a giant celestial being in the skies over Earth do to people? Yeah. But we'll also, find out. look, Deep they're living in a world with superheroes. We don't live in a world with superheroes where we, they might that's not. A very, that's a very astute point. It's true. Mm -hmm. But you. even even a superhero is going to be like, where did that come from? I know. Mm. But they Not all superheroes day. have they been to space. They had a tough day. <laughs> they're having a hard time. Okay, Aww. if you got snapped away by Thanos <laughs> okay, for five okay, years. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, okay yeah. let's go on. <laughs> Next up, we have Jonathan. Thoughts on unlimited variants in the multiverse saga? Who cares if heroes die and they have an infinite replacement? Love the show. Ooh. Well, I mean, certain times we've seen variants done well. 
mostly in the comics. Um, there's a great run by Gail Simone about uh, all of Jessica Jones variants right now that's fantastic, and I highly, highly recommend it. But in the MCU, I, I understand how it can be problematic because then you don't have emotional ties. We've just seen it so often in comics, too, of no one's ever perma-dead as a character. Right. But those characters are still people. Yes. They're still all individual people. It's not like mm -hmm. some. It's not like someone's a clone of Steve Rogers. I mean, I think you can do variants, like you said, and make them really interesting mm -hmm. because they have their own lives. Like they're totally, they're totally different. I mean, I think this. If you want to replace characters with their variants, the variants aren't exactly like the original characters. So there's something really interesting. To go back to a Star Trek episode, what there was shocking. Uh, there was a transporter. I wouldn't call it an accident. It was a transporter anomaly where a second Riker is created. And because of the, this transporter was beamed back to a planet, they didn't know that this second Riker existed. He's an exact duplicate of our Riker. But our Riker went on his merry way, didn't know that this duplicate was created, and this dupl duplicate led a different life. And the love he had for Deanna Troy and all kinds. And when they came back together, it was a great story. It was, And he, then he... he went on to continue on in Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, but but it was a good story. Mm -hmm. And you could do variants very, very well. Yeah, So it just uh, all comes down to the writing, as per usual. That's as true. Usual. All right, next up, Ron H. says, paused at episode 878 on my one PC journey and watched <laughs> Weird, loved it. No film bio truer, my new UHF. Darn Madonna, Black Panther 2 and one PC read this weekend Straw Hats Rule. Wow. Oh, so it's this one piece that they're talking about. Yeah. Thank you. Um, no problem. Come aboard and bring it I mean, it's like those hopes. random yeah, but, those little... I mean, who would know one piece? No, that was a piece. weird Thank Come on, you guys. Rob H. Everyone's like, why can't Kaylee say? I'm like, hello. I don't know some of this slang people. Yeah. yeah. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. By the way, I showed you these the other day. <laughs> the vans are making one piece kicks. <gasps> they are so dope. They're pretty Vans. dope. I might have to get a pair. So there's those. And then Puma is doing these um, Pokemon sneakers right now, too, where you can get uh, Bulbasaur, Pikachu, or Gengar. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so Bulbasaur, cool. baby. Yeah. That's who, that's who Logan starter is, too. Aw, that's a Chris, good one. speaking of Pokemon, did you see the good news about Ash? What about This Ash? morning at, like, 2 a.m., finally a world champion. I was asleep for, like, eight hours. No. Yeah. Well, he's, he did it. He's a world champion as of 2 a.m. this morning. Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean, he was a Pokemon. He won one Pokemaster thing at this point, and now he's a world champion. Yeah. Because for a while, it was like 10 years of him being 10 years old. And you're like, Ash, can you catch a break? Can you Wait win? Wait a minute. Ash isn't real. Maybe Ash is a vampire. How dare you? How dare you? Robert, Robert, imagine that Celestials. We all know that animation isn't real. <gasps> Not like live action is. I'll Rob, can you camera. mention the Celestials one more time? <laughs> Celestials. What's that? Can you <laughs> yeah, Can we talk about the Celestials more? <laughs> All right, Hitchcock. On, All right, Hitchcock is the goat. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing that the best part of a movie titled Wakanda Forever was Namor. Like much of Phase Four, it was just fine, not great. That's seems to be the common theme here yeah. so far. Oh, oh, cool, man. But Namor was cool. Na I really love Namor. Awesome. Namor. Next more. All right. Fan Jecture. Oh, I'd love a reboot HBO Max series of jo Jonah Hex. Ooh. Mm. An HBO Jonah Hex series could I be would fun. Watch that. Yeah. Because that movie was not great. It was not. And then we had a very brief <laughs> run of Jonah Hex on um, uh, the um, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Thank you. I was like, the time banditty boys. And that's not right. Although I thought, I thought the cast, you know, our boy uh, Thanos is Jonah Hex. Did they hang out with the Apple oh, Dumpling yeah. Gang? I mean, that was fun. Hmm? Do they hang, hang out with the Apple Dumpling Gang? They the do. Time they do. Boys and, and, the and Apple Baron Dumpling Gang. 
And you know, there was, do you ever read, did you ever, excuse me, Keith Giffen, they did a series called Hex, which is in the future. Jonah Hex went in the future. Ooh, no. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. He, when, when Keith Giffen went crazy with his art, Legion of Superheroes, it kind of crossed over to Hex, but I liked it. Mm, I will have to look Call at that. Call me crazy. You're crazy. Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Godzilla. No, you're crazy. Hey, guys. <laughs> Mr. Godzilla says, hey, guys, first Super Chat ever sent for you guys from me. Aw. Thank you. For fun, how cool would it be if Gamera appeared in the MonsterVerse? Oh, Gamora. Well, Gamora, Gamora can't. No, no, not you. It was spelled that way. Uh, Gamera you. can't because they're owned by different studios. This is very true. So the, that would be like Paramount. That would be like Superman crossing over into the MCU. So it would be cool, but I believe that Gamera's Toei and the MonsterVerse is Toho. Oh, that's my bad. That's my bad. And by the way, how about new man in suit? Did you guys see? (laughs) Did you guys see that six minute short with Godzilla and Gigan Rex? Mm-hmm. It looked I, like I thought we were talking like, about Gardens of the Galaxy. I'm gonna straight up be like, like oh. you know, I was like, what? Why yeah, did they do that? Godzilla was yeah, fighting. Yeah. Now I'm on the same page. Okay. <laughs> it, it, I'm telling you, it was six minutes short. I don't know if it's coming out from the new Toho Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. They turned Gigan kind of into the angels from Neon Genesis Evangelion. Ooh. I mean, it was it, it had an it, they, it had an angels feel like Godzilla mm-hmm. was, and I'm like, I'm so there for that. Okay, bring it on. Gamera is like cool the uh, reimagining of of uh, Gigan. Mm-hmm. is like the turtley looking. Gamera, oh, no. okay, yeah, thank you. Kaiju. Okay, <laughs> and they've been making great Gamera movies. Really? Yes, okay. I mean they, over the last twenty years. I my Godzilla knowledge is very very limited. I I have a somewhere lurking on the internet. I did a video on every there Godzilla is thing. Yeah, that's actually pretty Aww. I like the turtle. Like the okay. Grogu of, of I think all of the Godzilla characters are cute. <laughs> <laughs> next up, Oscar Layout says, what happened with Morbius Minute? It is coming next week. Next week. Because, okay. because John took John wasn't yeah. here today. It was, John quote said, I want to be selfish and be there when it happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the first time, but it, there's going to be like 127 of them. So. Yeah. yeah. What's going to be so funny is the credits. He's going to watch the opening credits for like I don't know weeks. if we're going to take it through the credits because yeah. that could get pretty boring, but we'll at least take it to the Just last right scene. In. No, but the opening credits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's got to watch the opening yeah, credits. Yeah. Sure. Okay, next up we have Devin. Long live Bruce Wayne. Yes, agreed. Gee, I was really hoping for Kevin's reprisal of Batman with Keith David Spawn in a future DC animated film someday. Keep bringing the filthy fellas birds. Yeah, Keith, Keith David is another great. I just saw Keith. Keith David is is in. Um, birds. I can't believe I watched this. Zoe Saldana is in an adaptation of a book where she goes to Italy, falls in love with a guy, oh, and he gets Netflix. cancer and dies. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my I gosh. watched this. Why am I? I came in late, like from like, scratch. From scratch. I, I really, I really liked it. You know what? I, I, I really enjoyed it. And Keith David is, is I think the father, the grandfather, Zoe Saldana's father. I haven't watched it yet. Keith David is great. John Carpenter's the thing. Oh my gosh! And I mean. Excellent, beautiful voice. You know, his work in Gargoyle. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so and he's an agent, Cody Banks. It's going to be tough oh. for any of the upcoming animated movies that they have already. Yeah. Um, on the, in the works, not yeah. to hear his voice. It's going to be, it's going to take a while to adjust to a new voice. For sure. We were talking about that yeah. off camera where Ray and I were just like, it sounds wrong. It sounds yeah, it wrong does. when it's not it Kevin Conroy. 
But all right, next up, we have Dakota Woods. Thank you so much for your $10. My favorite non-Batman voice Conroy did was Captain Sunshine yeah, on Venture that. Brothers. Also, my local theater started playing Black Adam instead of Black Panther last night. Huh. Well, you know. Asleep at the wheel. Did they make it sit through it? And then they'll be like, we can't stop this movie, yeah. so... Black Panther, Black Panther will play after. <laughs> I, I wonder how long you sit there, though. If it's when it's the opening credits, you're like, uh, let's wait it out. <laughs> They'll figure it out. Are they trolling us? <laughs> okay. Next up, CJ Rebirth. How was doing Kamikaze Dolls, Chris, if you remember? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Uh, Kamikaze Dolls. Uh, it was one of the anime I did with Sentai Filmworks. It was super fun. Um, it was one of my first bigger characters, and I got to use my natural speaking voice, which is oh, wow. always nice, because um, then you know that's sustainable. <laughs> um, and my character was very, very bossy and, and funny, and I liked her a lot. And I got to work with Stephen Foster, who I did most of my anime work with. Um, and that was always a blast. Love, 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 Stephen. And uh, yeah, it's a good one. Thanks for watching it. Ten Next time. up. Kurt, thank you so much for your $10. Chris, did you see that in the latest season of the Pokemon anime that Ash finally becomes the world's top trainer? It's Only weird. took 25 years. There must well, be a I, slow echo in here. I didn't see that because Taylor just told me. <laughs> um, I'm behind on my Pokemon, y'all. I've been I've been trying to watch things for this show. And and John likes to say things like Pokemon's been canceled to make me upset. So <laughs> We should, we should take 25 uh, shots to celebrate, one for each year that it took Why him. do you want us to get obliterated? It is it is noon, my friend. Yeah. At lunch, could you get me a bottle of JMO? You know? Yes. That would be Dr. Jameson, please. That, All right. That was a real request right there. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I, I, I'm not going to lie. It's Friday. Dr. Last Jameson. shot is in the glass. Dr. Jameson. All right. Next up, Joel Rolston. Uh, James Gunn has totally given us another crisis event for DC. I'm calling it now. Oh, I'm sure we'll build to crisis. That's Kingdom Come. Oh, Kingdom Come would be great. Because Crisis, with the, you have, it's too multiverse. Mm -hmm. Now, go Kingdom Come. Yeah. But I mean, I, eventually down the pipeline. That's what I'm saying. Build. Oh, yeah. You can't just be like, and our first movie is Crisis <laughs> on Infinite Earths. Let's introduce it. Here we go. <laughs> just lead it with it. Next up, Rob Buck. Thank you so much for your contribution today in the Super Chats. A crazy idea. Have Flashpoint end with a post credit that's just Ezra's cameo on The Flash Show, which ends with Ezra disappearing connects the universes and solves the ezra problem <laughs> yeah i'm sure he'll he'll yeah okay i'll just go act that scene where i literally you make me disappear yeah i mean we've talked about this before too if you want to recast just recast we don't have to have a convoluted moment of like and then they disappeared into the speed force ah! <laughs> no we can just go and there's a new actor that's how they yeah, all found when they, they all do it <laughs> you know you just you just get a new actor we've had like 72 batman we've had a bajillion spider-man and we've all survived and we love it we'll be fine it's true okay brian garcia Number one, Maya Katsaki film Miyazaki. for each person on the show. I mean, it should be like Maybe Spirited Away. Before. It should be Spirited Away, but it's probably Ponya. <laughs> she loves him. I love Howl's Moving Castle, mainly because I want a moving castle. Mm -hmm. Anyone, Anyone else? else? Howl's, I agree with Howl. I like yeah. Howl's. I say go. Kiki. Oh, Kiki's delivery Kiki's service. good. Wait, mm -hmm. didn't he do Princess Mononoke too? Yeah. Yes. I'll say that one. Okay. All right. Those are good ones. Yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh, have you guys ever done the the uh, dine along when you're watching Miyazaki films? 
Dine-along? No. What do you so, mean? So when Miyazaki has like the best food like in all of his movies, right? And so you you make food to go with each movie and so you just like eat the food when they're doing it. We do this for Home Alone too where we're like craft mac and I, cheese and pizza oh, and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Chris is offering us to make us stuff. Yeah, well, I, would do, your house. I would do that. Are we doing Miyazaki? Yeah. We, could, we could live stream it. <laughs> from John cute. Cedar. Ray's going to let us all in. We're <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah this weekend. <laughs> tomorrow tomorrow night. You'll be like, what the heck? At the John Campia Theater. It's fun to do. All right, next up, Bird Hop. DC continuity will be like a style guide for books. Fix character attributes, plot points, unify a feel for shared timelines, and allow many to exist. Could be. Oh, yeah. I think that's a great point, Bird Hop. Bring it on. Yeah. Hopefully that, that lovely big old universe Bible is going to fix all of those issues. Yes. Yeah. All right, next up, we have Tolkien. Going to a restaurant alone makes me feel like a dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Everyone is just there to watch me eat. <gasps> Hard <laughs> disagree talking entertainment with Josie. I love going to a restaurant by myself. You do? I do. I like going to a restaurant by myself and bringing a book and having like a, no, a little got, me date. I got to tell you, nobody's watching you eat. That's yeah. in your head. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I don't like know. I, I'd rather say I think Josie's right. I think everyone's looking at her everywhere and she should be. Very mindful of the fact that the entire world. Because I'm just agreeing with her. I agree with her. You know, know, it's it's like that great line in the Angela Bassett movie, Strange Days. It's not whether you're paranoid, Lenny. It's whether you're paranoid enough. Mm. I feel like I should run a uh, BetterHelp commercial right now. By the way, if you guys haven't seen, first of all, Angela Bassett is indeed a queen in Mm. Wakanda Forever. And she Mm -hmm. is amazing. If you want to see one of the most underrated, underseen Angela Bassett performances of all time, watch Catherine Bigelow's Strange Days. It's a science fiction movie that came out in 95 that was set in 2000, 2001. So it's a little dated. James Cameron wrote it. It is amazing. And she's amazing in it. She plays a bodyguard where she kicks ass. Nice. Doesn't she also get her groove back? Stella? Yeah, that that was was her too. (laughs) She does indeed get her groove. She gets her groove back. She got her groove back. All right. She's yeah. always had but, her but, but Tom, She never you lost just, it. When you're eating your food, just eat your food and have yeah, a nice man. time. And, and, and if you're holding back from going places like you want, yeah. like, oh, I want to try this place, but I can't get anyone to go with me. Yeah. Man, would you shut up? No, no, no. <laughs> just go. Experience life and don't wait for your friends or acquaintances to join you. Don't worry about what people are thinking. I got news for you. You're going to realize one day, no one is looking at you because everyone's so self-centered. Mm. They're thinking about their own problems. They're, they're looking blah, blah, blah. at their phones. No one can, enjoy your life and you do you. If you want to go to the restaurant alone, go do it. This is You'll the love it. That. Pep Talk Jonathan gives us before every show. This is the, this is no the life watching. advice. This is the philosophy we need <laughs> right guy. here in a nutshell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boyko's okay. Visions. It's a new book coming out. anyone cares about what anyone else thinks about. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I just won that Funko someone said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wait, are we giving up. that out? <laughs> Isaiah Gordon. Everyone keeps talking about William Jackson Harper as Reed R., but what about Adam Brashear? Blue Marvel is perfect instead of hiding with the Watcher. He is in the QR. What you think? I mean, we've talked about Blue Marvel a little bit of having him be that role. Reed Richards we've talked about as well just because that is a character who anyone could play it as long as you can play the, you know, the... Uh, the science know-how aspect, the morally ambiguous Reed Richards too, I think yes. is very important. Illuminati Reed Richards. Uh, I think people keep getting hype, like stuck on the fact of like, we saw him play Cheaty and he wore glasses. William contains multitudes, as does Reed. So I think he'd be a good fit for that. But obviously Blue Marvel would be a great one too. I like that. Yeah, he's a great actor. By the way, um, I think we missed yeah, one below. Yeah, we will get right here. All right, Ahmed. Absolutely loved Black Panther. Oh, yeah. 
Yay, I'm so glad. I can't wait to see it myself. So did Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> He's with you guys. Okay, next up, Kika <laughs> S. Glad I saw Kevin Conroy at WW Chicago. He even sang, Am I Blue? Hashtag forever my Batman. Oh, oh Chris that's is with you. Lovely. Oh my gosh, Am I Blue was in um, Justice League. Um, the, that TV show where he he sang, it might have been Unlimited. Yes. Because it's when he goes off with Zatanna. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Kudos mm. to you for getting to see that. That's amazing. Okay, next up, Freddie Lane. Thank you so much. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. The night is safe and new bats echo your wake. Also, can't wait for your class tomorrow, Chris. Oh, oh Freddie, you're in my class. <laughs> That's dope. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> I have a uh, intro to VO boot camp. So... <laughs> Tuck in, Freddie. It's four hours with this voice. <laughs> um, time. It'll be cool. It'll be cool. There'll be breaks. You can mute. You know. <laughs> Chris Chris is great at promoting her own content. You're going to be stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a really bad salesperson. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Next up, Al Renshaw. Thank you so much for your super chat. John, have you ever tried dipping your mozzarella sticks in a mayo? You've called mayo. No. no. Uh, you introduced so... us to mozzarella sticks and sour cream, so uh, trust you. Now, happy. Oh, John, why did you put that up? I will read it. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> no, I, st I stopped you. It's okay. I'm Ron Burgundy. I'm... <laughs> okay. No. So we're going to move on. So we're going to move on. But Next thank you. Up. I mean, thanks for your support. You but picked also the wrong day John to send mozzarella and sour cream questions. You can clearly see John's not here. Yeah. Also, here we go. Seconds from disaster. Uh, hey, Rob, if Spielberg directs a new Superman movie, do you think it'll be something we haven't seen before or will it be too derivative? I think it'll feel like something we haven't seen before. I, I mean, so. I, I think that it'll have it'll have a a a feel and a scope to it that we haven't seen. Um, you know, look, remember Spielberg gave us Indiana Jones and I would like to see, not that it's going to be like an Indiana Jones movie, but a sensibility. Like, look, I could see if Spielberg was going to do, if we have Henry Cavill in a Superman movie, I wouldn't mind seeing and go with me on this. Mm -hmm. Steven Spielberg doing a max, the way that the Superman Max Fleischer cartoons from the forties are like an art, Deco, they kind of did this in Superman Returns, but a, a 1940s post-war America Superman movie. Okay. I'm not saying he would do that, and he won't, but I'm just saying I'd like to see it. You know, like like the original like Superman was introduced in the 30s, and to see that era of, because they lean into the Americana of it, you know, mm -hmm. don't, nowadays, audiences would, by the way, reject that today. Yeah. And I don't think that Steven Spielberg should do that, but I'd like to see it. No, I think if this Spielberg... This is my favorite pitch. You know what they're not going to do? What I want. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but no, I, I think whatever Steven Spielberg is going to give us, he will lean heavily into the character of... of and he'll make it reverential, and he'll make it um, sweeping, he'll make it romantic, mm -hmm. and he'll make it kick-ass. I think so, too. I think it's what he'd do. High and hopes. it wouldn't be the same. It would be different than any previous Superman movie to answer the question that we, than we've ever got before. Mm -hmm. Okay, next up. New number, who dis? Thank you so much for your <laughs> super chat. Okay, I liked Black Panther 2. Some of the action sequences are great. Namor was vicious at times, but because he looked like a boss in the trailer, but Everett Ross didn't need to be in the movie. Yeah. I didn't say it. Yeah. I mean, you know what, though? I... I he didn't need to be in the movie, but I liked him. I like mm -hmm. him as an actor. I like him playing Everett Ross. 
the role. But Namor was a badass. I loved Namor. Did you like Namor, Taylor, as much as I did? Yeah, I loved Namor. One of the highlights of the movie for me. Yeah, he was great. Namor. I want to see. They better make a Namor movie. Mm -hmm. I want to see a Namor movie. I think they will. I really do think they will. Yeah, I think they will. Okay, next up, we have David Turner. Hot take. Littlest Hobo, good Canadian show, is a doctor whose spinoff regenerated as a dog. Couldn't use TARDIS, wandered the country for years. Uh, I've never seen Littlest Hobo, but it sounds adorable. (laughs) I didn't know that they have (laughs) a It's just a little wandering puppy. Oh, it's Hobo. You mean it's not canine? Oh, no. Who became a real boy? Wow. Oh my God. I would, my heart would explode. Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Next up. Already did David Turner. Sensational gaming. Wakanda forever is a masterpiece. I was blown away. Great. 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 Excited. Glad you're part of the 86% or whatever. Yeah. That's right. Next up, Junior Varsity. Thank you so much for your super chat. DC next phase could introduce villains and superhero supers through political and physiological debates centered on expectations for heroes and who keeps them in check build on black adam and credit dynamic well i mean i could i I, look i think that that that's central to the look at frank miller's superman batman in in dark knight returns i mean superman is basically a lackey for reagan or the 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 powers that be and batman is is not and that was definitely, that's always been sort of built into the superhero dynamic. Are they fascists? Watchmen certainly laid into that. Mm-hmm. What are superheroes going to be? How how are they? What, what do they do? Mm-hmm. How are we perceived? And, you know, I just got um, Alan's run, Alan Moore's run of Miracle Man, Ooh. which is great. It's, it's, it says by the author. His name's not even on it. Um, uh, but, like, Miracle Man 15 is one of my favorite superhero battles ever because... Miracle Man. I mean, uh, the was a kid. Miracle Man is just killing is t- is killing thousands of people and sticking their heads on pikes, waiting for Miracle Man to show up. And I'm like, that's the kind of battle I want to see. Yeah, he's a bad man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like that idea. Philosophically, get into that. But I don't look. You're making an action adventure superhero movie. I don't think we need to stop and have like a lecture. No one's going to get up and be giving you a TED talk. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> that's not what I mean. But it's got to be built into the. The the look, it's like that scene in Daredevil when Daredevil or was it in Punisher when Daredevil and the Punisher are having that conversation in the Netflix show. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. You just weave it into the narrative. Weave it into the narrative. I say it like it's that easy. Just weave it in the narrative. You're <laughs> Come fine. on, writers. Just yeah, do that. Hard, guys. <laughs> just take your just little needles it. and weave yeah. it together. All right. Next up we have Alrenshaw. If you could design Sorry, I think it's this one right here. Oh, Tolkien Entertainment. The game plan needs more recognition, and I need a margarita. Marga, margarita. <laughs> marga, marga, margarita. Is that the, the Dwayne Johnson movie? The game plan? I have no idea. Margarita? I don't know this reference. Do marga, you margarita. Them? No, but every time I hear a movie quote about margaritas, I just think about The Matador. Did you guys ever see that movie? No. Greg Kinnear, Pierce Brosnan. Love Greg Kinnear. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. It's, but I don't I remember it. the reference. Uh, margaritas always taste better in Mexico. Margarita and won't say it, but there we go. Mm, you know what right. tastes better in Mexico? Beer. Cerveza. Yeah. I love beer in that's, Mexico. That's just science. It's true. <laughs> it's just and you science. go down to or down don't do, like La Fonda or Las Salinas or something. Oh, I've been to La Fonda. Have some uh, La Fonda. La Fonda. I used Napoleon to, Dynamite. We used La to go Fonda. stay in La Fonda all the time. <laughs> I love that. Oh well. 
Those are the days. <laughs> on, a bad, on a bad surf trip to Lavanda once, but there you go. Ooh. Okay, next up, Al Renshaw. If you could design a kill in John Wick movies, what would you do? Oh, I'm the wrong person for that Me one. Me too. You know what I would do? I'd find a way so to quick. like, if you could, you, you have a gun and you like kind of flip around and you pop people like, and then you flip around again and you pop someone else. That's what, that's what they need to do. I would call it gun foo, but they just don't do that. That's kind of cool. We got to see like Equilibrium with Christian Bale. Oh, I love Equilibrium. Yeah, there's some gun foo <laughs> for you. No one ever mentions that movie. Or Which the is Matador. different than Jim Cotta. Kurt Thomas is a new kind of martial arts superhero. That's from the... 80s though nobody remembers that. You know what? No. I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do a double feature of of, uh, of that movie and the Matador. There you go. Okay. Hey man, if you guys were, go look up the trailer on YouTube for Jim Cotta. I'm not kidding. Jim Cotta. It you started gotta. gymnast. <laughs> I'm telling you. No, I, Kurt I know. Thomas. It's real. <laughs> Jim okay. Cotta. All right. All right. Next up, scroll down a little bit from Tommy M. Dawadu, thank you so much for your contribution. My opinion, I think AOS had the right formula on how to make an MCU show. The characters had great storylines. It connected to the MCU when they needed to. Disney Plus, much should allow follow AOS formula. So Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., though, ultimately, I mean, I enjoyed the beginning of it. Didn't do well. It wasn't well received. It wasn't watched. They were a cleanup crew. Mm. Yeah. So like, oh, something happened here. Let's clean it up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and 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 while I appreciate some of those stories, like if people weren't watching it, and they also technically weren't connected to the, it, it was kind of a cluster. I, I mean, don't know, the thing in my opinion, Sh mm -hmm. Shield was so cool with Helicarriers and all that. It just didn't feel like, and it was, it kind of felt bargain basement coming off of an MCU movie. <laughs> Although some of it was cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it started to like redeem itself once after. Uh, was it Winter Soldier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they kind of tied that in where it was like, oh, Hydra w had infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Yeah. But then it fell off again for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, ended up, I don't think I watched the last season They went two. to space. Ooh. Well, bully for them. I'll watch anything that goes to space. Moonfall, baby. <laughs> okay, next up, Kiwi. Remember the J.D. Dillard Star Wars movie? Well, that was, that's been confirmed dead. Another poor track record for Lucasfilm. You get a Star Wars movie, and you, <laughs> you get, get a Star Wars movie, and you get a Star Wars movie. I mean... Well, this is why they said stop announcing movies until it's set. Exactly. Until until you had, I think, a couple more of your production meetings. I, yeah. I don't think announce who's behind the wheel. Until you've shot the movie, don't put it on the IMDb. That's what I say. Oh, oh man. They, okay. they kind of fell into this whole, like, years ago, like, DC was doing that. They they, they would own every single, like, Comic-Con because they just, in Holly, she just announced these huge things that were happening, and then they wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. No bueno. Mr. Godzilla, in your guy's opinion, what if Marvel was to make a Savage Land special or movie with Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur? It was hinted in Doctor Strange 2. I friggin' love it. I would watch the shit out of it. Friggin' love Devil Dinosaur. <laughs> Moon Girl's awesome. Get, put it in my veins. I want that right now. I want. I love the Savage Land. Yeah. It's, it's dope as hell. That, I mean, that's the, 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 then you can do Jurassic Park in the in the. Um, but instead of a park, Super, it's a land. Yeah, superheroes and people getting launched on by dinosaurs. Yeah. All I you mean, need then it, you add ninjas and it's the perfect film. And and it's all canonical. The hand can be in the Savage Land. Yeah. Put Krakoa in there, it's going to get even better. Oh, shit. 
Why do you always pitch things that I'm like, I know I'm never going to get that, but I want it. If you want to, hey man, if uh, they're never going to do that, but I would I love to see that Hickman modern version of the X-Men. Bring it on. You know why? Because then every year they could do the Hellfire Gala. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on, it'd be great. I you want could to get go Tom to there. Ford, you could get all these great designers coming in and every year be a new designer doing everybody's, or instead of one designer, bring all the designers in. But you get to have them do like, I would watch a Marvel a Marvel special edition. What is it called? Marvel special. Mm-hmm. They should do a Hellfire Gala every year on on Disney Plus. I would, I would love that. watch that. It would be the best, and the and set it up just like the real Met Gala, mm-hmm. so you don't have to see what's in the party. Mm-hmm. It's just an hour on the red carpet. And you see these characters come in with their outfits. That's kind of cool. That would be amazing. You know, and they'd be like Katniss Everdeen turning into the fire. You know, but it would be all of our favorite Marvel actors coming. Well, who are you wearing? That's kind of cool. I would do. There's my contribution, Kevin Feige. Call us. Call Rob. I'll be there. I'll be there. The Hellfire Gala every year. That's how you introduce mutants. Who do they all wait for? Emma Frost. Emma Frost. There you she, go. She always takes. She always like wins the red carpet. So. That's true. I mean, wouldn't that be great? That would and be awesome. You could awesome. get all these great like red carpet people that we all know, mm-hmm. and that's all. You don't even have to show the gala. You just do the red carpet for an hour. Hey, Rob. Kevin Feige is calling me right now. He wants you to stop talking. What, Tell no, him I'll write it up and get it to him. And uh, wait, I'm pretending to be on the phone, today. Jonathan. Uh, we he, can read. He wants he you to bring stack. up the Celestials one more time. What's that? He wants you to bring up the Celestials one more time. I'll bring up. <laughs> All right, next up we have, as is the Lord. Thank you oh, so much. Lord. Yes. Say Celestials one more time. I'm double <laughs> Okay. Happy Friday, crew. I really enjoyed Black Panther last night. We were seven deep, so enjoyable fun. And man, oh man, the first mutant is a badass. That's good. I mean, I, I would hope if you're seven deep, you're like, this is a great movie. Um, maybe if you're a mean drunk, though, you'll be like, this movie is trash. I hate everything about it. Wait, did they mean the seven drinks deep or seven people in their group? That's what I took out. Oh, yeah, I, I well, one of like... us drinks more than the other, apparently. <laughs> I mean, man, if I had seven drinks, I would, half the movie I'd be going to the restroom. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, well, if you had seven friends, great. If you had seven drinks, great. Which I guess could be friends. Who's What's to that say? like having seven And friends? if you had seven dwarves, <laughs> don't eat any apples. Good addition. <laughs> wow. Smart move. Smart choice. <laughs> All right. Next up, Servin. How much did I love Welcome to Wrexham? Enough to make me, someone never interested in sports, look into an ESPN Plus sub to follow their games. Go Wrexham. Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, Welcome to Wrexham is great. We, we all know that I don't understand sports ball in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> and I am so emotionally invested in this team now. Aww. Well, do you know what would be great for this show? What? A show that's sponsored by Mint Mobile, where we drink aviation gin. If we, we could watch. all get jerseys, oh. Wrexham jerseys, and have Wrexham Fridays. I'm in. Or Wrexham Wednesdays. Yeah. With our names on With the our back. names on them. Yeah. Oh, I would yeah, love that. Favorite Can you buy Wrexham jerseys? I don't even know. Yeah. Do they have a Wrexham merch store? Because why assume. not? Why not? We'll so. just make this the Ryan Reynolds network. I mean, Ryan, well, how are you feeling? What do you think? Well, Thoughts, feelings? Well, let us know. Wrexham Wednesdays. We just lost our memo. <laughs> <laughs> no, Wrexham Wednesdays. That's cute. Okay, next up, Kiwi. Thank you so much. Short review for Wendell and Wild. Non-spoiler, I've never watched a movie where it feels so rushed and slow, so slow at the same time. I haven't gotten to watch it yet. It's just been sitting in my queue. Wild. It looks really fun. That's the new Henry Selleck stop-motion yeah, animation movie. Yeah, Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, mm. I'm still going to give it a try. Yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah. 
Okay. They probably rushed it because stop animation takes so long That's to make true. it. Just make it shorter. <laughs> it's so much work. Okay. Next up, Dr. Stinky. Doing my animated adult sci-fi had to tell you guys. Ooh, you're making one? That's really cool. That's very cool. Awesome. Well, congratulations, and we hope it goes really well for you. Enjoy so your Rava project. Okay, that script. I did. <laughs> I read it. I thought gave it my stamp of approval. That makes me concerned. I, uh, now she's worried. I gave it a maybe. Actually, I didn't give it a full recommend. Okay, well, I feel I feel more confident. All right, next up, Rob Buck. Four words: Rom Space Night Movie. How I wish mm. they don't have the rights. I mean, the the. So for those of you who don't know. Rom Space Night was a toy. It okay. was a toy. And Marvel did an incredible, they licensed the, they, Bill Mantlow wrote, wrote most of the uh, uh, issues. Bill Sienkiewicz, the great Bill Sienkiewicz, did some covers. And Rom Space Night fought the Dire Wraiths. And the Dire Wraiths, there's been never a cooler name than the Dire Wraiths as a villain. There, there is Rom Space Night, and the X-Men were in Rom Space Night. I loved Rom Space Night, but they actually lost the rights. I think it was was it Galador, the name of his planet that he came from? I would love to see this as a movie. Uh, I, th I don't know if it's Hasbro who has the rights to this now. But yeah, man, I'd love to see a Rom Space Night movie. They'll never do it, but I wish they would. Sorry, 9.8 slabs. I can only find a 9.6. <laughs> All right, next up, Kika S. I owe my love of Batman to Kevin. Gonna go watch... Uh, BTAS and his podcast episode, Will Fidel. Friedel. Oh, with Will Friedel. Yeah, Friedel. So, Will Friedel was the voice of Terry McGinnis in the Batman Beyond series. Yeah. Um, and oh my gosh, they had great, great chemistry in that show too. Their dynamic was wonderful. And one of the things that makes the show work really, really well. If you haven't listened to Will's podcast too, it's so fun. And it's usually talking with other voice actors and everything. Um, it's a I, real great time. I can't imagine what that podcast would be like today. Yeah. It's oof. That's that's gonna be a that's, that viewing's gonna hit you hard yeah. and that listening is gonna hit you hard. So just also make sure that you take care of yourself and give yourself some grace while you're moving through all this. Because you know, when we lose people who affected us, even when we're just fans of them, it can still be really emotional. Mm -hmm. All right, next up, CJ Rebirth. Saw you guys review Moonfall, and I just want to know: Does Ray really go to the mall just for a corn dog? <laughs> Do you, Ray? <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> you literally rose from the dead. Are you shamed her? That was like Dracula rising from his coffin. Are you offering? <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. Hot wait, dog on a stick. Hot dog on a stick corn dogs are not regular corn dogs. They're from heaven. They're from the big celestial in the sky. <laughs> Those things are so much, so different from regular corn dogs. They're amazing. Have you ever had one, Rob? I have. Mustard or ketchup? Uh, both. Mm -hmm. You sick man. What? What do you do? Mustard. Yeah, yeah mustard. I mustard. actually only no, do you know what you do? No, no, no. You I put, do both. You put, you put one, uh, uh, a line down one side of mustard on one side, and on the other side of the dog, Cocaine. put ketchup down. So that's when you bite into it. Okay, I don't want to hear any of that. But <laughs> this guy is trying to say I go to the mall just for a corn dog. Yes, I do. Because that's the only place hot dog and a stick is at. It's true. There's no there's one at the Santa Monica. Practical consideration. But there's no there's no drive through hot dog on a stick. 
Don't, I don't care about the girls pumping the lemonade. I just give me my corn no, dog. Whoa. <laughs> no one mentioned the girls pumping lemonade. Wow. So why I don't really don't know why like you brought that up. No, I brought it up because oh, people I used to hang out at the mall when I was a teenager because yeah, the girls pumping lemonade. Well, I, I saw a guy actually breaks, pumping but, lemonade uh, <laughs> with the same hat. Can I say that? What? Come on. I'm just saying the lemonade tastes like lemonade. You don't have to work that hard at pumping it. That's so what all I'm up. saying. But the corn dog. <laughs> I mean, this show's just kind of gone. We missed one below here. All right, Matthew Carter says, you guys are doing a great job today. Love from Georgia. Thank you so much. Georgia. Are we, Matthew? Are we? We only got one thing to thank for that. On that table right there. Thank you so much. Okay, next up, Bird Hop. Try Devil's Hour New Time Travel with Capaldi. Oh, I have not, but I added this to the queue because I I don't know what it's about, and it looks really yeah, it looks, interesting. I didn't know if he was a serial killer, you yeah. know, in jail doing something. Or he's in prison, and then the woman in the trailer wakes up at the same time every day between three and four a.m., which is the devil's hour. Oh my god! And I don't know what any of it means. That sounds so yeah, annoying. Yeah, I need to see it too. It looks good. <laughs> There's so much to watch. There's, there There's a ton of stuff to watch. I literally have an anxiety attack when I go through my streaming service. I'm like, I didn't know all this was here. Yep. Got to go away. Got to go play video games or something. John mm-hmm. keeps deleting my queue. I don't know why. Because <laughs> it's technically his queue. you got a whole day to screw him up. I know, man. Just fill that up. Fill yeah. up your... Fill up all bluey the all the day. time. The Just progress halfway through some of the episodes he's been wanting to see. Yeah, the ones <laughs> that he said there. that he would wait to watch with Anne. Yeah. Just do you that. Just scan through all and leave okay. him halfway through. Yeah, okay. Or like to all the shows. Because that's what I'm going to do. use my weekend on, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's getting corn dogs. I might. Okay. Corn dogs. All right, next up, Brian C23. How does a church style massacre scene from Kingsman Sound in Deadpool 3? Ooh. It's been done, Ooh. but. I mean, yeah. But like that style? That style would be very, Just like very going fun. crazy. Yeah. But I mean, you can't really top Colin Firth's line before the massacre begins, because that, I, I can't say it on this channel, will be demonetized immediately. <laughs> um, but I think that kind of fight choreography and that gore would oh, be yeah, it was, very choice. Yes. It was very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, crazy. next up, uh, we already did that one. Sensational Gaming says, I agree with Jonathan that The Last of Us will end with a cliffhanger. I'm guessing it'll stop after Ellie confronts David. What do you guys think? Well, I think you just won yourself a pop, man. <laughs> you agree with me, clearly. And I'm second in charge, so... I'm 11. I'm, I'm kidding. It goes up to a vote. It's not a dictatorship. Funny thought, though, <laughs> about the cliffhanger and meeting David. When I was cutting the uh, the episode for the React channel on the Let's Play, we cut the dramatic cut at winter right before David. <gasps> That's a good cut. Mm. At winter. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're certainly going to end on a cliffhanger because it's, it's a season of a show. So I doubt we're going to be like, and everything's fine. Come back for season two. It's true. Yeah. Does Morbius have a lot of cliffhangers? No, Morbius doesn't have a lot of anything. Oh. Well, unless you're watching a lot Morbius of minutes, minute, which is, every minute there's a lot is a of minute. cliffhanger. Yeah. There is a lot which of minutes. good for us. But yeah, on that note, that is that is it. As you can see, we leave on agreeing with Jonathan, and I like that. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Well, what, guys? We have to give away a pop, don't we? We do have to give yeah, away a pop. So, so what do w- we is anyone feel? doing their jobs? Uh, I didn't. I do have to say there weren't too many zingers. I, yeah, no one really wanted that pop. I guess maybe Shuri's not the... Are we not? Team. Are we not vibing with Shuri? Um, but I mean, we well, can we fight can about. It we had two thing. people who agreed with each of us. Let's duke it out for them. <laughs> no, we could always save it. We could always save it.
And yeah, I, I mean, I you know it, the the deal was we were supposed to hit us with some zingers. I mean, yeah, it's true. And we had a wonderful conversation. Yeah, but we didn't get any zingers, guys. We'll, we'll see if we could do this every time, every day. <laughs> It'll you be know, like the, we, the lottery. It, when it we rolls that, over to the next. When we hear day. that joke, everyone laughs at. Then we'll give away. Yeah, that should we problem. do a rollover? Is that fair? Yeah, let's just yeah, roll it over. We're roll over those minutes. Let's okay. just start the show over. <laughs> just do it again. This wasn't live, right? <laughs> we're fine. All right. Uh, the, well, cool. Okay, so we're starting this and over. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, <some> salutations. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Thank you for tuning in. Let's read well, the guys... super chats backwards now. Maybe we'll find one. <laughs> then we'll find one. All right, guys. Well, we'll we'll just kind of keep this rolling and we'll try to come up with a good time to give away this shuri then, if that sounds good to everybody. Yeah, I room. mean the deal was we needed zingers and no one and, and like I said, wonderful conversation, but no zingers there. Yeah. So, so you know. You know, yeah. it was Batman Beyond Day, too. We want you to get weird with us. <laughs> but with that in mind, thank you so much for hanging out with us, you guys. We really, really appreciate you being here and giving us great things to talk about because we cannot do this show without you. I want to thank everyone in the room as well. Rob, where can the people find you? Ooh, in the asylum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thing the hours are Sundays between noon and two. <laughs> no, you can find me on Instagram at RM Burnett. Find me on Twitter at Burnett RM or find me on my own YouTube channel, The Post Geek Singularity. Wonderful. Ray, where can people find you? You know. The mall? Getting corn dogs. Yes. Place. Mm. Messing that whole place. <laughs> <laughs> at Ray or with a zero. Wonderful. Taylor Gonzalez, where can people find you? Ooh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at 50 Shades of Tay with three Ys. Yay! Jonathan Voigo, where can people find you? Right there. Right there. Learn yeah. to read, everyone, at Sonic if you want, if you're listening to this in podcast form. Kaylee, where can everyone find you? Same place as Jonathan, right there. All right, Kaylee at Kaylee Official underscore. There you go, guys. I'm Chris Carr. You can find me at actor Chris Carr on both Twitter and Instagram. You can always also follow Speak Friend Studio, both on Instagram or the website itself, if you want to learn about voiceover. Is your show tomorrow completely booked? If anyone wants I to do a four-hour boot two camp? spaces left. I'm not sure. We're only taking 10 people total, because I like to keep the group small so everyone has time to actually practice their copy and stuff and get redirects. Um, but yeah, uh, check that out. All the links have been in my Instagram. So follow me on Instagram and you can find out about my boot camp and it'll be great. Uh, all right, guys, until next time, thank you so much for being here. Bye-bye. Stay safe. <laughs>